RSN Carnival 2. Welcome to the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, also on WARFradio.com and Facebook.com forward slash WARF Radio. And if you are near a computer, maybe pop it over onto our Facebook page because you'll be able to see the beautiful faces of myself, Lucy Walken, Katie Lambeski and James Strabinus as we bring you the call of the Collingwood Magpies v the GWS Giants in the fifth and final invitational game this VFLW season. Katie, great to be back in the box with you here at Victoria Park. Good to see you once again, Luz. Good to be back calling a game with you again as well. Fantastic to be here despite the cold disorder weather. I can I can brave it. I'm not soft at all. <laughs> but no, it's great to be here. Looking forward to what should be a very high quality contest. Yeah, both teams feeling very strong sides for this game. James, great to have you here in the box. First time calling together. Looking yeah. Yes. Very much forward to it. First time meeting you all, and it has been. It, it is a great day. The rain hopefully will stay away. We know what Collingwood have been doing this season, and GWS have brought to these practice games. That should be good. Yeah, so if you've joined us on the Facebook live stream, you can see us hold up in the grandstand at Victoria Park with quite the crowd around us as the v, uh, the Collingwood VFL men's team are underway against the Casey Demons. Joining us very shortly, we are going to have GWS Giants VFLW coach Roger Motten, and I can actually see him coming up the stairs towards us now. As Katie mentioned, both sides have fielded strong teams for today's clash with a few changes since GWS's last game against Essendon. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Roger. Our pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's okay. Thanks for being here. Now, it's the final game of the Invitational Series. A few changes since you played Essendon. Can you tell us about those changes? Yeah, we've uh, we've been able to bring four new, well, four players into the side that haven't played. One of those is Taylor Davies, who's a uh, rookie-listed player on our AFLW team. So it's Taylor's first game out of her netball season, her netball commitments. Um, the other three players are, I guess, players we're looking at from our development point of view. So Alice Sharon is a local Sydney AFL player. Um, she's got a limited AFL background, but um, someone that's come under our notice with just a bit of her strength around the football, um, good endurance, and uh, someone that potentially will play both back line and forward line for us. Um, the other two girls... Um, uh, Cheyenne Hammond is a South Australian National Football League player for South Adelaide. She's a Premiership player the last two years, and she um, she also comes under a little bit of notice for us with a bit of speed. Some of our, our uh, coach, assistant coaches that we've had at the club in the last couple of years, Chrissy Steen has um, coached her, and she's uh, made mention of her. So she comes in for a bit of a look today, and the um, the final player. Um, uh, Jackie Parry is a Queen, uh, sorry, it's a Canberra girl from Queanbeyan. And uh, she's a forward, leading, strong leading player. So just good to see her. Obviously, she's part of our, um, our region in terms of talent, talent that we're looking at. And it'd be good to see her play her first game today. I guess, what's, the, what's the, the aim for today? Obviously, you're looking to maintain that perfect record in the Invitational Series. But again, huge quality, huge quality competition in with Collingwood today. What's the aim? How do you, how do you plan to disrupt their, their flow, their momentum? 
Yeah, look, we... we We'd probably not so focus on the result. Uh, whilst that sounds like a an easy thing to roll off the tongue, it's 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 true in the sense that we have our uh, desire to play away. We want to play with the girls with their their contest and um, you know our offensive movement, but then our defensive play, just the discipline to get back and um, and help our uh, backline to ensure that we get that those extra numbers around the footy. You know, what Collingwood will serve up, we have uh, high expectation that it's going to be a lot of possession of the football. They'll change angles on us. Um, they'll be very disciplined around the structures, particularly with the density rule, which we, whilst we're fifth game, or coming into our fifth game into, um, you know, having played like that, it, it still presents the challenge for us. So we've, we've made some slight um, adaptions to how we're going to set up um, around the structures, but it's sure. not, to, not so much to deal with Collingwood, more to deal with uh, us giving us a stronger chance to uh, win the footy back if they do happen to win the stoppage. Now, what has pleased you the most about playing in the last four invitational games? Look, it's it's an awesome opportunity. You know, the girls get away. We... um, we obviously get down here and we prepare very well as a team, um, having that extra uh, day of being around each other. And probably the most important thing was always to see new talent um, and develop some of the girls. Now, some of the girls have been on our list and uh, subsequently been um, delisted. But for them to, to continue to press on and, and try to prove themselves as a, a genuine, you know, bona fide uh, AFLW player, it's been terrific to have that... Um, uh, those girls back in and, and pushing not only the AFLW girls who have returned and will return with a contract, but also the girls that are on the on the fringe of Sydney AFL or Canberra and um, are looking for an opportunity. So the development side has been massive and um, you know we, we've definitely looked upon it favourably and something we'd like to continue with going forward. And what about for the AFL, AFLW girls like Alicia Eva and some of those girls coming through? Do you see this as a continuation on from their AFLW season, preparing them for next year, or is this sort of just a bit of extra work that they can put in? Oh, no, look, we, we want the girls playing as much footy as they can. I mean, they, they get to an AFLW season, they play seven games, and, uh, you know, it's, it's gone in the blink of an eye. So to, to not have any footy through the winter months, um, you know, we've seen some of the girls who've carried injury into, from last season that this winter period they were injured, not able to play any football. When it got to the AFLW season, they were definitely behind the eight ball in terms of some just their touch and, and their, their footy uh, output. So to have them playing through the winter, is, it's hugely beneficial for us as a club. Um, obviously, we, we hope to raise the standard, but just having the girls around and, and around all our staff that, that have input into their preparation um, for 12 months of the year has just been huge. As a coach, you mentioned some of the new faces coming through. As a coach taking charge of the side, is that, is that re- how does it mean to you? Is there sort of a, a chance to work with a blank canvas for some of these young players, a sort of a chance to mould them and sort of influence them and just leaves a mark for the future for the Greatest and Sydney Giants Club? Yeah, look, there are girls that are um, back in their local club will be playing... Uh, potentially playing a forward line position and we've, we've thrown them in the deep end and playing them in a back line position. So for us, the blank canvas is definitely true. We're, we're not necessarily taking on the information of where they've played before. We're looking at them as an athlete. We're looking at them as um, what their output or their, their strengths are as a player and then applying it to what we need yeah. as a team. And, and as I said, invariably it can end up in them playing in a different position to where they're used to playing in their club. And... Going so the VFLW sort of invitational, do you want to see players like obviously there's no playing for points, um, no ladder positions, finals or anything like that, but do you want to see players grab the opportunity with both hands and sort of stamp their name sort of into the memories of the giant staff? Yeah, look, absolutely. There, you know, the challenge is always there's girls who are desperate to get onto a list 
ideally are list. And in that in that regard, they, it's very easy for them to fall back and go into playing individual football out there. So um, whilst we encourage them to go and find the ball as much as possible, and that's probably the, the easiest message to deliver to a girl is go and win your own ball. Ultimately, it's um, for us, it's... Uh, coming in and still playing as, as we need them to play and understanding the team structures, understanding the, the team role, understanding the team ball movement. And, and if they get a grasp on that, it probably sets them up as a better player for what they're doing when they don't have the ball in their hands versus them just hunting the ball and, and trying to show output through kicks, marks, handballs. Yeah. Thank you so much, Roger, for your time Pleasure. today. We'll okay. let you get back to the girls. Thanks you very much. Uh, GWS coach Roger Motten there with us on the VFLW uh, match of the day pre-game show for League Tees. Now, I think we're going to have just a quick pre-game break and we will join you on the other side of the break with an interview with Magpies VFLW coach Penny Cooler-Reed, all things considered. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au Be alert around trains and trams. At level crossings, always look both ways, pay attention to signals, signs and platform lines, and only cross when it's safe to do so. Be sure to hit pause on device distractions, such as earphones and mobiles, and tune into your surroundings. This is a community service announcement brought to you by the TrackSafe Foundation for Rouse Safety Week running 12 to 18 August. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winks on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winks special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Reigns women. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1300-783-112 or see magazine.com.au. Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial before you dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. RSN 927 wants to send you to the Royal Melbourne Show. This year the show celebrates 162 years of bringing the country to the city from September 21. There's heaps of new stuff and it's even greater family value. We'll be giving away Royal Show family passes, ride cards and general admission tickets. Drawing winners three times a day. Get your name down on the entry page and you could be at the all new Royal Melbourne Show on us. Head to the competitions page at rsn.net.au a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au the Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm by 95 points and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dog at win in the end because we're a pretty young group and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over the top of us, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's the way football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. 
Open, analog, digital, and streaming. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. RSN Carnival 2 is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Welcome back to the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio, WARFradio.com, and of course on the WARF Radio Facebook page as well. And if you are listening and would like to sort of have a video to go along with your pregame show, just pop on over to the Facebook page. You'll be able to see us hold up in the grandstand at Victoria Park. I'm joined by Katie Lambeski and James Strabino, and we are here just watching on as the Collingwood Magpies VFL men's team are just being beaten by Casey at the moment. But we just had Roger Motton, GWS's coach, on, and he was gave us a really good insight into the, the team. Yeah, fantastic, wasn't he? Um Really, you can see the goals that they have set. You can see that they're looking toward something that is for the future, something that they can take them with them into the AFLW season and beyond. I mean, it's important. I mean, if you have a look at where they finished up, you think they can offer just that little bit more, but the, the competition in Sydney isn't up to, let's be honest, isn't quite, hasn't quite caught up with the other states. Yep. Here's the opportunity to do that. It's a small way. I know it's only five games, but it's still something that's very valuable. Something that's very valuable that, that you can take forward. And, um, yeah, it's, look, they're four from four, right? Yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's a worthwhile, it's been a worthwhile experiment on their end. Um, how they pick up from here is um, it's totally up to them, but it's definitely good signs. Yep, and it's going to be maybe tough conditions here out in Collingwood. Grey skies overhead, bit of a wind, definitely very chilly as the, the polar blast. Has yeah, I was meant to, yeah. I, I was going to ask Roger, how do you prepare for those conditions? Oh, because yeah. <laughs> it, it's not snowing like it was in Canberra on Friday night, but certainly a very cold one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as we've seen, it can be a state of mind staying out of the cold. But just before we look ahead at today's game, we're going to look at some of the results that went down yesterday in round 14 of the VFL. W. So first game played yesterday was Darabin Falcons versus Williamstown and it was of course Aliso Day's 200th game with the Darabin Falcons uh, yesterday and it was great to see Darabin get a win in that game. 
Fantastic, fantastic re- result for such a servant of the club and someone who's given them so much over the journey. But also for this year, if you have a look at some of the impact that she's had around the team, she's been quite a quite a valuable contributor, as you can imagine. So but she's picked up where she's left off. She's a class player. We know one of the AFLW elite. But, um, yeah, fantastic result for uh, her and the Falcons. Yeah, and just some goal kickers from that were um, Maddie Wilson, Lauren Arnell, Byrne, Annalise Lister, Lauren Pierce, and Simpson. So they kept the William, uh, the Seagulls goalless uh, yesterday. So great result there for Darabin, who have won their fourth game of the season with Williamstown only registering the one win with Darabin now third from the bottom of the ladder and Williamstown unfortunately sitting on the bottom. The second game was at Icon Park yesterday. A late change with the venue um, I saw but it was Carlton versus the Richmond Tigers and Richmond came away winners 69-21 to Goal kickers for, for Richmond were um, Edmonds, oh sorry, Stahl, Brett, Wakefield, Ibrahim, Conti and Kennedy. While for the Carlton there was Brazale, Mackay and Wright. So good to see um, Mon Conti back with Richmond and in the best players. Yeah, certainly she has had a stellar season and with Carlton they just haven't quite been able to get it together when the Hosking twins and Chris Barkers and people like that are up and about then they've been playing pretty well. But uh, they just haven't quite got it together this season. And you'd think with eight wins, Richmond may sew up a spot in the top four for this season. Hot on the heels are Western Bulldogs, Hawthorne and uh, Melbourne Uni. And speaking of Melbourne Uni, they probably just kept their their finals hopes alive or maybe just made themselves a bit more confident going into the top six with a win over the Cats. 44 to 30. It looked like there was a strong breeze uh, favouring one end because uh, Melbourne Uni went up three goals in the first quarter, but it was all even at half time. So Britt Gibson with three goals, Angelus with a goal, Bruton, Garner and Emma Carney making her return for Melbourne Uni with goals while Maguire, Clark and Van der Heuvel were goal kickers for the Cats. Very good performance, very good performance there, and a very handy result for Melbourne Uni, especially at this time of year. They're obviously in that bracket where they're strongly contending for a finals place. Needed a win, needed a win against a team that has, who's been very solid across the whole season in Geelong. So, very, very handy few points for them. That you'll probably have a look at the ladder later on in the year, and you might mark that result as something that was crucial in the way that, uh, in the way that it's determined the way it's all shaken out. Yeah, definitely. And after losing to Hawthorne last week in an amazing game of football, yep. they probably were a bit. Dis- disappointed to come out and win that game but also get the lead in the third quarter and shut the game down in the last quarter is very impressive from the muggers yeah and it'll prove crucial because they've got the bye next week and then they finish off with the nt thunder so if they can win that one then they might sew up a final spot definitely and it was a close one for the hawks who after a performance last week would think you would think they were unstoppable kicking 12 goals straight up uh, into the fourth quarter. So, huge game by them last week. But difficult conditions yesterday in box, at Box Hill City Oval, 25-22 to 22 over the KC Demons. Fee McWilliams with two goals. Tamara Luke with a goal. Um, Harriet Cordner, Maddie Guerin and Notman were all goal kickers for KC. 
Close game, very close run game. Of course, the, the conditions being what they are, sometimes you just have to scrape through. Sometimes you just have to find a way to get it done, and, and it might not be pretty. It might not be the way that you wanted to, but the bottom line is the wins. The win is a win, and Hawthorne take that can uh, definitely take that away and really uh, set themselves up for the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. And a major ball winner there was Sarah Lampard with 28 disposals and Beck Beeson yeah. with 24 disposals. And I was thinking today, GWS will be just waiting for the day that Rebecca Beeson will join them again in the midfield because she's having an amazing season. Oh, imagine her with Elise Parker in the fridge in the middle there. That would be yeah. exceptional. And she's come off a best and fairest season at GWS of as well, of course, so it would be great to see her back in the orange and charcoal mm-hmm. when the AFLW season comes back. And the final game yesterday was the Western Bulldogs versus Essendon. Western Bulldogs 6-11-47, defeating Essendon 0-3-3. So not a lot of goals kicked by any Essendon team yesterday. No, it was a dark day for Essendon yeah. yesterday. <laughs> oh, we had to go there, didn't we? Oh, no. Anyway, it, I, I've memory held that one already, especially last night. I, we will not speak of that, but... Bulldogs, it just marked a huge day for them, didn't it? Um, Again, a real professional performance, I thought, from the Bulldogs women, who were led, I think, pretty well by Michaela Ward, who kicked a couple of crucial goals. Um, They've got some some talent coming in at the right time of the season. Of course, Blackburn and Lachlan coming in uh, for yesterday's game. So it sets them up in good stead. It hasn't always been flashy by the Bulldogs, but they've sort of flown under the radar in some ways. They haven't been... They haven't been that headline team, but they've been accumulating quite nice and they're setting themselves pretty well. And I think they can, um, I don't think they'll mind being under the radar as much. I don't think they'll mind at all. And speaking of uh, Brooke Lachlan, two goals yesterday, Michaela yeah. Ward, two, two goals. I think she got best on ground too. Yes, yeah. Kristen McLeod also with a goal and Ali Blackburn. Uh, no goals, as we said, for Essendon, but good to see Georgia Patrikios in the best players for Essendon, of course, one of the top draft hopefuls uh, coming in for the AFLW. Yeah, any club would be lucky to have her in their side next year. So it's always good to see a young player just come into the VFLW and prove not so much prove themselves, but sort of say, yeah, I'm ready for AFLW. I'm ready to take that step up. We saw it with Press Parkers last year. So it'll be great to see a talent like Georgia Patrikios come into the AFLW next year. And that's all of the results from yesterday. And so the ladder at the moment, as it stands, uh, we have Collingwood, Southern Saints, Richmond and Western Bulldogs sewing up the top four stops. Tops. Fop, top four spots. Four spots. <laughs> <laughs> and Western Bulldogs. Sorry, Hawthorne and Melbourne Uni taking it fifth and sixth. And it seems they're only one game away with seven wins apiece, Hawthorne and Melbourne Uni. Geelong are on six wins and Casey Demons on... Casey Demons and NT Thunder on five wins. So you'd think the top six is almost set now. Yeah, Melbourne Uni, obviously, as I said before, they have the bye next week. So if Geelong can just poke some two wins in there, they might be the challenger. But otherwise, the top six looks pretty set does look pretty set in Hawthorne. They seem very quietly confident about their ability to win their final two games of the season. So we, it looked a bit shaky in the middle of the year, their premiership defence, but it looks yeah. like they'll finish off the season strongly and maybe get that back-to-back premiership. But under the line, we have Geelong Cats, as we said, on 7th, Casey Demons, 8th, NT Thunder, 9th, yeah. Essendon, Darabin, Carlton and Williamstown then take out the last four spots of the ladder. But it's been a great season so far in the VFLW with only two rounds to go. We're just waiting on an interview with Penny Cooler-Reed, her team, Collingwood, who have only lost one game so far this season. We'll be coming up Which was against, round one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, against the Southern Saints, strong Southern Saints side. So they'll be coming up 
up against the GWS Giants today in the Invita- Invitational here at Victoria Park. As we see, just the GWS staff just sitting down there on the boundary, just keeping a look over the VFL men's game that's going on in front of us. I think we'll take this opportunity to have a quick break, and when we come back, we'll turn our focus to today's game. Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au Be alert around trains and trams. At level crossings, always look both ways, pay attention to signals, signs and platform lines, and only cross when it's safe to do so. Be sure to hit pause on device distractions, such as earphones and mobiles, and tune into your surroundings. This is a community service announcement brought to you by the TrackSafe Foundation for Rouse Safety Week running 12 to 18 August. The winter issue of Ladies in Racing magazine is out now with Winx on the cover. Inside, an eight-page Winx special packed with stories and photos. Plus, stories on the Wakeful Club's Lady of Racing, jockey Christine Pauls, Jamie Carr, and Harness Racing's fearless Rainswomen. Ladies in Racing, for those who love the glamour and stories of females in racing. Six issues, starting with the winter edition, for only $59, including postage in Australia. Call 1300 783 112 or see ladiesinracingmagazine.com.au Get back to work. But I am working. What, your latest Instagram post? I'm lodging a free dial before you dig inquiry online. Visit 1100.com.au to use this free service or call 1100 during business hours. RSN 927 wants to send you to the Royal Melbourne Show. This year the show celebrates 162 years of bringing the country to the city from September 21. There's heaps of new stuff and it's even greater family value. We'll be giving away Royal Show family passes, ride cards and general admission tickets. Drawing winners three times a day. Get your name down on the entry page and you could be at the all new Royal Melbourne Show on us. Head to the competitions page at rsn.net.au a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the ballerine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au the Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm by 95 points and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. A bit of a dogged win in the end because we're a pretty young group and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over top of us, but that one's the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's the way football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital, and streaming. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars, and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. 
The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Or SN Carnival 2. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Welcome back to the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2 Digital Radio and also on WARFradio.com and also the WARF Radio Facebook page. If you are listening and on your near your phone, near your laptop, get onto our Facebook page because we do have a live stream of this pregame show brought to you by leaguetees.com.au. And if you're a Giants fan, you can go over there and buy yourself your Pepper Randall burrito t-shirt. Maybe <laughs> an iconic moment from the most recent AFLW season, but I'm joined by Katie Lambeski and James Dumonas for this invitational game between Collingwood and the GWS Obviously, we're at Collingwood's spiritual home here at Victoria Park, and it's going to be a tough game today for the Pies. They've had two or three very, very close uh, results, so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what they get out of this this game. Definitely sets up a fascinating. Uh, definitely, fasc- it's a fascinating contest for sure today. Collingwood, they're not resting on their laurels whatsoever. At least their coaching staff isn't by naming such a strong side. They've gone all out. You have to think this is their best uh, their best side. You have to think you have to think so, but it's. It, I think those weeks has only served to make them a harder, more competitive unit. You can't always have it your own way. Sometimes you have to, to, to embrace that challenge and you never know where that comes from. You never know when that'll come, but um, it's it'll come again today, you think, against a really strong side, and it's set, I think it bodes pretty well for them in uh, come finals time. Yeah, and you look at the list of selected players, and there's just AFLW players, selected players, or previous AFLW players who have been on lists just all over here. You know, we've got the likes of uh, Shani Layton playing today, Malloy, Eliza Hines, Stacey, Liv- um, Stacey Livingston, Jamie Lambert, you've got Jess Allen, Alicia Eva, Elise Parker, Jody Hicks on the GWS side. It's it's going to be a cracking contest, and it seems that each side, even though it's an invitational game, they want to go in hard and get a result. Yeah, it's almost like an all-stars game. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of AFLW-listed players, and Collingwood, they've been a little bit shaky the last month of footy, and GWS, they've played very well when they've come over here this season, so it'll be very, very close, I reckon. Mm. And just before we continue, just a quick shout-out to Brian Barish, who was watching all the way over from the United States. Thank you so much for joining us, Loyal Brian. Loyal listener. Pardon? Loyal listener. Yeah, exactly. Loyal listener, Brian Barish, friend of uh, Wharf Radio, of course. And if you would like a shout-out in this pregame show, just <laughs> put a comment on our live stream and we'll we'll see right to it. But 
It's really interesting in the midfield today. I, I think yep. will be a really, really, really interesting contest. As we um, mentioned, Shani Layton back, you know, to work on her ruck craft as well. Malloy around the football, Chiochi, and um, you know some other players are like Grace Buchan and um, Sarah Dargan will also, you know, be testing their wares through there. And they're coming up against a strong GWS unit: Alicia yep. Eva, Elise Parker, Jody Hicks. So it'll be an interesting midfield battle today. You also have Amanda Ferrugia in there leading the way for the GWS girls. Um, look, it's, it's with Collingwood always, the story tends to be their stars. And, of course, we gravitate toward the big names like your Chachi, um, Malloy, Davey. But I think it's there's this core, there's this, this is almost what you would call... The, the next level of the next level of players who stand up for them continuously and it's people like Sarah Duggins, people like Maddie Shevlin, uh, Grace Bucken, Nikki Hales, those sorts of players who chip in and when they need chip in when they need to. They really they really are important to the way that this side plays. While you built off you build off your stars, it eventually it won't really matter unless you have a solid core there and an actual balanced lineup. So I think that's where their strength will come from, and that's what I think should get them over the line today. Um, of course, GWS have a side that have some names in there, like Tanya Hetherington, Alicia Eva, who know this competition well, who know these conditions and this and this uh, this league really well. So it sets up an interesting little, a few interesting storylines there. I think Tanya Hetherington will be really crucial, especially down back today. Yeah, exactly. Of course. It'll be interesting to see Jess Allen as well. I haven't watched many of these invitational games, I have to admit, but I thought Jess Allen coming back into the AFLW was amazing for her after she sat this year out for um, her army commitment. So to see her back, be interesting to see if she becomes sort of the the type of player like her sister Sarah Allen at the Adelaide Crows, that full-back type, especially with yeah. Tanya Herring- um, Hetherington, I mean this in the nicest way possible, coming towards the end of her career. Yeah, she's been good in these games. She plays almost like this goalkeeper role. She plays in the in the square, uh, out the back, a bit like a sweeper. So any ball that gets shoveled out of the contest, she'll pick it up. Yeah, and she's, as we said, that's very much like her sister Sarah Allen at the Adelaide Crows, one of a very underrated premiership player, uh, Sarah Allen at the Crows. But it is interesting, Amy Schmidt as well, who was a powerhouse forward before she got injured um, yep. early in the AFLW season. And I suppose that's also one of the great things about the VFLW's um, season and these invitational games is, you know, an AFLW player, you get injured in that season and it's pretty much over for you, but you get a second chance here. Yeah, we saw that in the, in, I guess, the harshest possible way when Chloe Malloy went down and missed the AFLW uh, season. Of course, next the next season that followed. But again, you really—that's why games like these are so important. It can set up not just not just a win today, but it can set up momentum. It can give you give players valuable experiences that they can take into the AFLW season. Momentum matters. Of course, we know it's not a long season, um, and you really have to start come out blazing. You really have to come out ready. So that's what makes this sort of grounding. This, this grounding, this proving ground, that's the VFLW, so important and it's a valuable experience for all the GWS girls playing today. Yeah, exactly. And we did hear Roger say that, that you know, that you want to see some girls in GWS and of course playing for Collingwood as well, take that opportunity in these games and, you know, grab it with both hands and prove their case as well. Yeah, for sure. These are, this is exactly what these games are about. They don't mean anything. Just go out, do your, do your best and someone's there watching and you could get picked up at the end of this. Exactly, and a lot of learning as well to come from these games. I know Alan McConnell, the uh, coach of the AFLW team, is down there standing on the boundary having a chat to Patrick Hill, the coach of Hawthorne in the VFLW, of course. 
So it's good to see him here as well, just watching over the watching over the girls, keeping a keen eye over everything. Good to see Alan McConnell as well, fully uh, fully involved even at the, at this level. Like someone who has it, obviously keeping a very keen eye on things, and someone who has a whole of club approach, who's trying to get the to oversee some of the development of his players. So good to see him uh, out and about today. Is it more of a scouting for players for next season or a little bit, let's see how Collingwood play because we might meet them in finals? Potentially, yeah. A bit of both, I think. I reckon. reckon, It's a good question. Yeah, you want to make sure just, you know, maybe they're trying a few things out before the AFRW team gets, AFRW season gets started next year. But also, you know, I'm going to chuck a few girls around and see, see who grabs that opportunity and maybe they'll get put on the list. Now, what about players, you know, who haven't found themselves on an AFLW list yet for... For the Giants, um, Roger mentioned a few of those girls, um, especially and some of those girls who have been a part of the AFLW and delisted. One in particular that sticks out to me is Rebecca Privatelli, played a season at Carlton and then came up to the GWS Giants before getting delisted. She must be working hard to make her way back into the AFLW. 100%. It's, it's always another interesting, another little interesting storyline that you take into this. You have players who are desperate to take part in AFLW, who are desperate to get on an AFLW list, and here's your chance. Here's your chance. Take it. You know, you're not going to get a better opportunity than now. Of course, there's only the five games, but there's, it's something that, you, that she can set herself up for as well. I think her form has been good. She, again, she knows this, she knows this competition very well. So she's someone who, is at a very good standard, but with, of course, the way that the AFLW is growing, you really have to keep improving, and it's it can be tough. It can be tough, but um, here's a better chance as any for her. Yeah, it's a very good point you made there with the, the just the growth of the AFLW season to season. It's just looked very, very different, and even this year was a huge step up from the season before. So you have to just keep improving. You have to keep keep working hard, and I think it's good that the girls have that little bit of extra pressure put on them. Oh, for sure, and I don't think anyone's more excited than the Priv today. The Privatelli will come out. She played a really good game against Essendon not long ago, and I'd be very surprised if she doesn't get picked up by an AFLW club in the off-season. Well, it is the off-season, but before the season starts. <laughs> yeah, it's def- she definitely is looking fit and ready, and I have to say there's plenty of orange long sleeves out there for the Giants today. So I'm not like they're the male counterparts who played in Canberra on Friday night with the snow. They've definitely gone the long sleeves and Collingwood just only just only a touch of them out there wearing the long sleeve as well. But I Yeah, think I know Malloy loves the long sleeve, so it's true. Chiochi Malloy love love the long sleeve, so good to see the long sleeve still gets a run out in the in women's footy as well. I am partial to a long sleeve. Now we're going to be joined by Penny Cooler Reed, the coach of Collingwood at VFL Women's very, very shortly. She's just making her way towards the grandstand. There's been no rain yet so far at Victoria Park, and hopefully the rain stays away. Looks like it's working. It's just mm. staying away for the meantime. Which it's is just good staying away see. for the meantime, which is good. So hopefully it can just stay away for the next two hours. Um, as Penny just is taking her posse here in the grandstand with us. Hey, Penny. G'day, guys. How are you? Yeah, nice and fresh. How are you? Yeah, good. Now, Penny, you're not coaching today. No, no. So, um. Thought it'd be a great opportunity for Steve to sort of start the process of his AFLW, considering playing an AFLW team. Yeah. And a great opportunity for me just to sit back and sort of just observe everything from a senior coaching perspective. And um, yeah, I think it's great. We've got Steph Chochi who's actually captaining. So we're playing this as like a real AFL type of match. 
Yeah, and you put, speaking of a real sort of type AFLW match, you've put in a very strong side, as have the Giants, expecting a tough contest today. Oh, of course. They've um, won their last four um, practice matches, I guess you could say, or expedition matches that they've come down here for. So this is a great hit out for AFL girls to sort of showcase um, and put their case forward for AFLW, considering that Steve's at the uh, helm. So it's great and fantastic. All of the AFLW girls are available to play. They're out in the park today. Awesome. Now, what do you hope to achieve from the game today, considering it is an invitational game? Oh, I just think a really hot crack would be fantastic, <laughs> considering that we're heading into finals and sort of like lifting that bar and really sort of pushing towards that final series. Of course, there's an interesting name on the team sheet that we couldn't help but notice, and that was in Jess Stramandinoli, who actually played for the Giants in July, but now she's found her way in the black and white. Tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, well, uh, firstly, it's really hard to pronounce her name. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, we just call her Strammer. Um, yeah, so that, sort of looking at an AFLW drafting perspective, um, she's made it pretty clear that she's interested in coming down into the Melbourne draft. So great opportunity to play against her old club, um, but also to showcase what she can do moving forward into the AFL drafting. You've come at a few close games the last few weeks even though I know this is sort of organised, obviously, before the season starts, but is having this game important for momentum so you weren't stopping and starting just before the season, before the finals get underway? Yeah, I was quite excited considering the, how close it was to finals that this game has been put in. And I was just saying to my assistant coaches, it's great that we have this game here right now to start to build that momentum into finals and nothing better than playing against an AFLW team plus all our AFLW girls who are also... Um, sort of fighting for a place in the final series because we know we can only play 12. So we've got 15 girls available. So again, those 12 girls who are going to play each week, they're fighting for a spot too. Awesome. James? You look very laid back, I have to say. <laughs> Is it because you're not coaching today? Um, yeah, I guess so. And it, I think it's just sort of how I am, really, like laid yeah. back. And, you know, you, you know that girls get nervous before the game. Yeah. And as long as you're the laid back coach, you're sort of hanging out. I'm playing a different role, so I'm going to be down on the bench sort of hearing from Steve. So yeah. a great sort of learning for me as well about that communication between bench coach and coaching and also through the um, assistant coaching role. So I'm very relaxed. I had a pretty relaxed uh, week this week. So I just <laughs> put my um, feet back. I thought it was a buy round. Um, but <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's really nice to sort of just, you know, for, for my sort of mentality moving into finals too, just to see how he goes about things. And will you try anything new considering the finals are coming up um, very soon? Oh, I think we just stick to our guns and yeah. I think it you know we've had some close matches um, and we know at the end of the day that if we can win those really close ones we know we're going to go deep into finals this year yeah and hopefully keep that unbeaten streak going before the finals don't come along touch wood don't jinx us I was about to say you must <laughs> oh must be wanting to sort of redeem yourselves after the finals season series last year yeah thanks for bringing that up that's okay <laughs> <laughs> well good luck today Penny and thank you so much for taking some time out today with us even though you're not as busy as you usually are. Always a pleasure guys, yeah. thank you very thank much. Thank you so much Penny. Penny Cooler-Reed there, she's not coaching today for Collingwood but she is the senior coach for the Collingwood VFLW team, great always to have her on board. So after the break we'll just take now, we'll be heading straight to the or we're heading straight towards the call of Collingwood versus GWS Pre-game for leaguetees.com.au 
In the run to the finals, by the numbers is exclusive footy insight. Join AFLW Coach of the Year, Daniel Harford. No politics, no agendas, just footy by the numbers. Diving right into the stats and trends, giving you the best footy analysis ever. 300 plus gamer, Brendan Goddard. Their weaknesses, the way they lose is kind of the same way every time. And champion data's Daniel Hoyne. There really isn't a weakness at the moment with Brisbane if this trend continues. We're putting out a new by the numbers every Thursday on the podcast page at the website rsn.net.au. As well as iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and all of your regular podcast places. Even hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from OnDeck can get you on your way. OnDeck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. OnDeck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes, approved in hours, and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au. All loans are subject to lender approval. 69. The number of cancer-causing chemicals in tobacco smoke. 16. The number of places in your body that smoking causes cancer, including the bladder, bowel, liver, and pancreas. 1 in 5. The number of all cancers caused by smoking. 1. The number of clear ways you have to reduce your risk if you're a smoker. Call Quitline 137848 or go to quit.org. Your club, Craigie Burns Sporting Club. The Sporty is now your prime function venue. The breathtaking new function room is now open. Already it's hosted wedding receptions, engagement parties, christenings, birthdays and seminars. Up to 300 guests. And the reviews have been awesome. Why not make an appointment with the Sporty Function team to plan your special occasion? Craigie Burns' best functions are now happening at the Sporty. Craigie Burns Sporting Club. Find out more at craigieburnsc.com.au. I'm Professor Michelle Simmons, and what I do as a scientist will likely change your life. I'm building new types of computers out of atoms called quantum computers, and we hope these will create new materials, new medicines, and process huge bundles of data in an instant to help us understand more about the world around us. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. National Science Week is a chance to discover the life-changing science happening all around you. Find an event near you at scienceweek.net.au. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. The 30-Minute Trots Report. One out, one back. All the industry news from around Victoria and the people who make this sport happen. RSN 927 joins Harness Racing Victoria for One Out, One Back. Thursday mornings at 10 and then on podcast. There's jumpers, hoodies and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. 
LeagueTees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. LeagueTees.com.au or SN Carnival 2. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. The faster talk, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. On our SN Carnival. It's the Yes, VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2, Digital Radio, WARFradio.com and Facebook.com forward slash WARFradio, which on Facebook you can watch a live stream of the game between Collingwood v Greater Western Sydney, the GWS Giants, of course. I'm Lucy Watkin and I'm joined by Katie Lambeski and James Strabino as we get ready to call the action here at Victoria Park. We've had Penny Cooler-Reed and Roger Moten, both coaches of the teams today, and they've both put it out there. They just want to have a really good crack today, Katie. Absolutely, absolutely. Really, really great coaches that are at the helm of their clubs and I think they set the tone for what we're going to see today is a more aggressive full full game approach you know full four quarters give it everything you have nothing nothing to lose at all give it the give it the best you have for Collingwood it's really crucial uh, to get some to keep that momentum and form going ahead of finals VGWS of course it's about the experience and taking that with them for the future so two very different um, scenarios two very different way of where they're at but it's going to be definitely a cracking contest. Yeah, and Penny, as she mentioned to us, isn't in the um, hot seat today as coach. She's handed the reins over to Steve Simmons, of course, the new AFLW coach at Collingwood. So it's good to see him sort of get this AFLW, in quotation marks, experience today, James. Yeah, it's certainly good when you see assistant coaches just take over and learning the system as well and learning what it is like to be a senior coach. Obviously, Penny looked very relaxed before, <laughs> which I am still still find pretty funny. Uh, she, I see her in the huddle there giving a few messages, but most of it is Stephen doing all the talking, and it is good to see. Yeah, as you mentioned, she was very laid back today, Penny. She said she put her feet up thinking it was the bye week and remembered they had the invitational game today and think it'll be an important one for Collingwood. They've come the back off two very, very, very tight results at one point. Uh, well, no, what one point, but after the siren victory against uh, Richmond and then a close game against Carlton last week. So almost having a game this week and not a straight bye works in Collingwood's favour. I think so. I think so. For some time, it can be a nice chance for a refresh ahead of a, a massive finals campaign that, they, that they're going to want to have. Um, but yeah, it's, it, definitely, it definitely sets it up something really interesting today. I think uh, there's so many, there's so many different sort, sort of storylines out of this game individually you know, across the lines where you look at. Um, Shani Layton is someone I'm going to keep a, a close eye on today in the ruck and around the ground. Someone who I was really impressed by. And for a couple of performances when I've gotten to see her live a few times, so she's growing more and more into her role as a footballer and 
Today's going to be uh, definitely a challenge for her too. Yeah, she's definitely taken to football like a duck to water. She's obviously a very, very athletic uh, woman playing, having played netball for Australia, so great to see her out there today. Is there anyone for the GWS Giants that you're going to be keeping an eye on, James? Oh, Definitely in the midfield battle. I like Elise Parker. I mentioned earlier in the year that if you, could, if you hit a footy in the middle of Australia, then Elise Parker would find it. Her and Alicia Eva are very important in the middle, so I'm, I'm just looking for the midfield battle. Okay. And if you're listening to us either on digital radio or via the WARF website, remember you can join us on Facebook for a live stream where we do have a little bit of a, a shout-out section. We have Max Hicks, who's giving a shout-out to Jody Hicks, who's at number five, uh, and I hope I'm not going too far by saying he may be related to Jody. <laughs> Jody, of course, uh, played for the Sydney Sixers in the WBBL as well. So, dual athlete, who's also another very, very athletic person who's found a way into football and doing a very, very good job. Beth Watts is giving a shout-out to Eilish Sheeran, and also Tiffany Chen is giving a shout-out to Eilish. So you can join us on our Facebook live stream to watch the action, as well as hear the call from me, Lucy Watkin, and James Strabino with Katie Lambeski with us as a match analyst. Now, time is ticking it down towards the start of the game here at Victoria Park. Both teams are just in there getting close huddles, getting the touch on the ball. And while we just wait for the game to get underway, let's get our tips in. Katie? I'm going to go with Collingwood. It's not going to be by much. I reckon around two goals. Two goals. Yeah. James? Oh, I'm still very uncertain about this one. You can't really tip against Collingwood, but GWS have shown up in every game they've played in these series this year. So I'm going to go them by two goals. I reckon GWS by two goals. I think... Even though GWS have, as you said, been undefeated in these invitational series, I think Collingwood will want to put out a strong showing today with finals just around the corner for them. So I'm going to say Collingwood by three goals. Now here at Victoria Park, the rain has held off. Skies aren't so grey anymore. The sunshine, sunshine is peeking through, which is good. But there is a bit of a wind bit of a gust blowing towards the river end of the ground. So if you're watching on the live stream towards the left of your um, of your stream and just a question before we get um, started Elise Parker one of the young guns of the AFLW you know if it was a national based draft many people said there was a possibility she have, have she could have gone as number one who will line up on her today so again in the midfield I suspect you'll probably see Jamie Lambert maybe go head to head a little bit more maybe it gives me sort of a, um, a flashback to that Dangerfield versus Nat Fife matchup that we saw a couple of seasons ago. Again, nothing to lose, right? You can just sort of go and attack and go head-to-head in that sort of way. Again, it will be interesting to see who, who is able to curtail it. I think you, you might see a variety of players, but I'd like to see Jamie Lambert uh, have first crack. Would you think maybe another young gun of the competition, Chloe Malloy, going up yeah, against her? Yeah, that's exactly who I was going to say. I think that would be the most exciting outcome, just to see them go at it. Chloe Malloy is used as a bit of a Mrs. Fix-It for Collingwood. I reckon if Elise Parker gets going, then they'll certainly put Malloy to her. So that would be definitely an intriguing battle there in this game as players are now just taking their positions on the field. A lot of people just jogging on the spot. As we said, it's been very, very chilly here in Melbourne the last few days. And 
plenty of GWS Giants players out there in the, the long sleeves, despite no snow like there was in Canberra. The umpire's just getting himself ready in the middle of the ground, and they are still playing with the anti-density rules that we've seen across the VFLW season um, here in Victoria. GWS Giants will obviously... Jess Allen uh, has gone into the ruck to begin with against up against uh, Shani Layton. So we're going to have the first ball up very, very soon. And here is James Strabino to get us underway. Yes, umpires raise the ball aloft and we're underway as the rucks go at it. It was Leighton with the tap and Elise Park, we've been speaking about her. She got first hands to the ball down to the fridge who couldn't quite get out. There was Alan who hacked it out towards the wing on broadcast side as the players go at it. Collingwood with the ball now on the wing. She ran a fair way with it, but she kicked it. That was Curly. And it is just trickled out of bounds, half forward for the Pies. But it is a free kick because it's between the arc. So GWS have the ball on half back. Long down the wing. As the pack goes at it, Leighton was there. She fell over. Here's Lambert with a little kick that gets smothered by Parker. Goes out of bounds. So it's been just a bit scrappy early. So we've got a first ball up of the ground. Hines and uh, Allen going for it in the ruck. Just double tap from Hines. Running through was Tully, but she was wrapped up immediately here on centre wing. And she's been given holding the ball. So Jamie Lambert here with the free kick centre wing on the broadcast side. Kick was looking for Chiochi, just was at the half volley, and so ended up with Britt Tully. Her kick didn't go far enough, so it was got by Georgia Gourlay, who went up the wing to Chloe Malloy. She's about 70 metres from goal at half forward, goes short and just diving in, taking the mark for Collingwood. So was that Stramendinoli. Going to have trouble saying her name this afternoon. She goes inside 50. Just tapped away by Hetherington. Gets inside. Handball from the Collingwood player looking for Hines. Goes over ahead on the boot of 16 Collingwood. And it's just rushed through for a behind. So Katie Lynch with the first scoring shot of the game. Katie Lambeski, match analyst. Early early signs are Collingwood is just going to continue on doing what they do. Really able to compress the space, really press up high, keep the ball locked into their to their half. A bit scrappy early on. Both sides sort of trying to adjust, but I'm liking the way Collingwood have this set up at the moment. So it's GWS on the rebound now. Picked up there is Parker, who will go kick it into the centre for Gisu. Gisu couldn't get hands on the ball, but... GWS do have the ball wrapped up in a tackle. Will be a ball up in the centre of the ground. Slow start so far. Collingwood have had most of the play early. As Rucks go at it again, Malloy tried to get her hands on it. Couldn't, but Parker did. And it's kicked forward. There's Malloy again. She got it to the... Alexander kicked inboard in the centre. And now Collingwood could be away here as the hat kick goes forward. She gets it back now. She can kick it long with Shelvin. And it is intercepted on the last line of defence by GWS, which has kicked out. This is Parker. They're just playing possession footy. It's on the last line of defence, GWS. They kick it. The free man out there, free woman, I should say, is 
Horton. So not much going on at the moment. She'll kick it long into the pack. This player's got ball, hits the deck, goes over all of them. And in the sleeves there, just bursting out was Gourlay. Couldn't do much. She still has it here. It's Hales who got who got the one-two. She could have gone to Chiot. She chose not. She chose to go for the risky kick into the centre. Gisu applied the pressure. Couldn't get the tackle. And it's out. Lambert receives the ball and just kicks it backwards. Just tries and gets... Slows it down a little bit. As Hales has the ball. Kicks onto the wing. Malloy, it was too high for her, but she gets it in second effort. Shrugs off her opponent. Looks inboard. Handballed it away to Curly, who couldn't quite get it. Kicked away by Hicks. Got smothered. And now it is Gourlay who kicks it on the wing. Tackled. She could have been gone there. Alexander applied a strong tackle. It's Lambert who handballs it out. There's the fridge now. She got tripped there and she'll get the free kick for the Giants on centre wing. So Faruja just going to just go back. Centre wing broadcast side of the ground. Still sunny here at Victoria Park as Maddie Shevlin just in the hands of trainers on the boundary there. Tully with the mark just 60 metres from goal for GWS. Goes inside 50 along the line. High kick and it'll just be punched over the line by Chloe Malloy and her teammate in Caitlin Lee. So first inside 50 here for GWS as we have a throw in just where the 50 meets the boundary line. Attacking side for GWS. Tap down went to Hicks. Hicks was dispossessed of the ball. Malloy jumped on top of it and Eva just jumped on top of her and we'll have another stoppage. 50 metres out from the GWS goal. Hines and Allen. It's been a good contest by them. Tap down straight to Malloy who got the clearance up the ground. Stevenson for GWS almost had the mark. Came off her hands and cleared away by Collingwood. Jess Strimondioli. She just bounces past her and Horton will clean it up for the Giants. Thought about the kick, but got a handball away to Halverson. She didn't get clean possession. It's wrapped up just at half forward for Collingwood. So it's on half forward for the Magpies as Hines gets a tap there. Lambert to Malloy. The stars combine and Malloy from 55. Open square. Where will it bounce? It will go out of bounds for a throw in. Match analyst Katie Lambeski. I think the key for the key to the shop Collingwood today for GWS is in quick ball movement. I think they've just allowed too much time for Collingwood to set up behind the ball and, and have been able to pick them off throughout then as the throw-in is about to come. But Collingwood, their setup, I think, is really holding them strong and will set, has set them up really well today, I think. Now Malloy's just lurking around this pack. Lambert tried to get hands on the ball but couldn't. The fridge got dispossessed in the tackle. Lambert on her hands and knees trying to shovel it out. I think she might have dragged it in there. As it's wrapped up, it'll be a ball up 35 metres or about 30 metres out from Collingwood's goal. Collingwood doing all the attacking early as Hines gets the tap. Malloy's there. It's the fridge who just ditches out the handball. Actually, she got her own handball because that wasn't the fridge that originally got it. But it's Malloy who just kicks it around the corner. She centres it. And there's a mark. No, it's dropped 20 metres out. Handballs out, put it on the boot. She couldn't. Ball just trickling around. Oh, good tackle. 
and it's all wrapped up about 15 metres out from Collingwood's goal. And an opportunity goes begging. As we're about 15 metres out, umpire throws it up. Only the GWS... Oh, Lambert out of the ruck. Couldn't quite get it on target. And it is another behind for Collingwood. They lead two behinds. GWS yet to score. So just only the second scoring opportunity of the game in the eighth minute. Stevenson got a kick short to the player in Mackerel. Tate Mackerel plays on. Went the opposite way and found Eva. Just in board. Still in defensive 50. She goes wide and finds Lisa Whiteley. Lisa just back on halfback, looking at her options. Horton was there to support, but the kick is cut off by Malloy. Malloy ran and was taken over the boundary. They've given it as a throw-in, not last touch, out of bounds. So we'll have a throw-in just at half-forward for Collingwood. She's had a good start, Malloy. Got her hands on the ball a fair bit. She has, Chloe Malloy. Good to see her back in the black and white. Hines just takes it out of the ruck, gets the defensive handball to Bucken. Bucken just almost wrapped up by Parker, and Hines was there to wrap it up again. Stevenson just chopped it off. Privatelli kicks an inside 50 just into space. Casey's there, and so is Schmidt for GWS. She popped it on the right boot, but it's just not going to make the difference. Her kick was affected as Alexander just gets the handball away to Curley from Collingwood. Curley. Just clears the ball up the line and flies. Chiochi Hicks got a handle out to Eva. Eva kicks it inside 50, looking for Privatelli. Fowler's there. So is Livingston. And Livingston will just clear the ball to the outer wing. So it's just a loose ball on outer wing. GWS maintain possession as they just cut it off. A kick down there on the line was Gourlay. And she has found her teammate on outer wing. And they're just trying to play the possession game, Collingwood. Slowing things down. Long ball into the pack. Oh, great and marking that, I think that was Allen who on halfback for the Giants goes to outer wing. The kick wasn't great. Couldn't find her teammate but picking it up and running on the wing. The Giants are streaming down now. Takes two bounces. Kicks it to the top of the 50. Couldn't quite mark it. GWS could be away. But the ball is wrapped off on half-forward for the Giants. And it will be a ball up. Giants now getting into the game a little bit. I think we've seen already the importance of line breakers, of people like Malloy and Lambert, who have been able to just claim possession and just be able to break through. You saw how good that was for GWS with that run there. As I look to maintain this momentum here. Mackerel's ball has just beaten everyone. And it has gone into the behinds for GWS. They get their first score of the day. They trail Collingwood two points to one. Just a couple, ten minutes into the first quarter. So just playing it out will be Stacey Livingston. Huge kick. Just made it to the centre square. Bouncing ball picked up by Hetherington. She goes back to Horton. Horton. Just kicks a high looping ball, looking for Privatelli. Tapped over her head and into the hands of Tully. Snap around the body inside 50. There was a big pack of Collingwood players who managed to keep, get it to ground. Got away by Gawley, who got a kick to Shevlin, and she was taken high. So we'll have a free kick. It was Gawley, actually, who was taken high there. 
She goes wide to Chiochi, and Chiochi just plays on, going up the wing, looking for Hales, but got to Lynch, went through her hands, and just GW's player just kicked it in front of them, giving, giving territory to Collingwood as they work the ball forward. Great mark by Sophie Alexander. She's inside the centre square, looking to go long, kick smothered, trying to back it up, but just puts the GWS player under pressure, kick out by Tully, long, doesn't find its target, Livingston on the last line of defence, taps it forward and just sockers it off the ground, keeping it in front of her, Shevlin's there in support, and gets the handball out to Hales, Hales is held onto by the GWS player on the outer wing, and it's all wrapped up as players just pile on top, the umpire circles and says, we'll have a ball up. GWS just uh, getting back into the game. Collingwood are trying to play their possession game and GWS are doing well on the rebound as Gisu on hands and knees picks up the ball, gets wrapped up and there'll be another ball up on the wing. Katie Lambeski, thoughts? The best moments that GWS have had in this game is when they move it a lot quicker and they're able to make Collingwood turn and defend and try to get send them into one-on-one battles, try to make them earn it that way. That's the pressure that they need to put the Collingwood uh, side under. Yeah, they've been good on the rebound so far. GWS's Gisu has the ball. She has a bit of X-factor about her as Mackerel goes inside the forward 50. Schmidt couldn't quite get her hands on the ball and shoveled out there was Livingston. Ball still just bouncing around is holding the ball going to Collingwood just in the back pocket so it's kicked out long long kick out on a one-on-one contest hands at it Alexander in there and it's wrapped up again we've had a lot of those kind of plays today a lot of ball ups a lot of stoppages so far it's been Collingwood that have been winning the ball from most of them. And the ruck battle is Leighton. Almost caught it out of the ruck as the rain comes tumbling down now at Victoria Park. We're in forward for GWS Giants as Mackerel gets a kick away. Could it be a mark for GWS? No. It's absolutely raining sideways. It's bucketing down. It is bucketing now as the crowd just... Ducks for cover, and there's a ball up 50 metres out from GWS's goal. These are torrential conditions now. Yeah. We're lucky we're not getting wet. As it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's not quite snowing like it was on Friday, <laughs> but the ball is in the middle of the ground. Collingwood could be away here. Long kick forward for... It wasn't very long kick forward. Alexander kind of shanked it. It is on the wing. Ooh, you, you can just hear, the, hear rain. the rain. Absolutely pelting onto the grandstand. It's kicked forward by GWS. Jizu just couldn't get clean possession. Beck and Privitali is just scrapping forward at ground level. Handball to Livingston. Gets the pies wide. The rain is absolutely coming down. It's coming down. It's on coming the down sideways. The grandstand. Livingston again on defence for the Pies. Gets it away. Uh, can't take clean hands. It ends up just half forward. Ferruja was parked underneath it. Couldn't take the mark. Stevenson was there for support. 
into the hands of Hales. Hales kicks oh, it forward, but 50. there's absolutely no one in the 50 for Collingwood. Allen and Fruja are just chasing after it. So is Chiochi and Curly yeah. of Collingwood. No one could make it, and we'll have a ball up in the forward 50. 15 minutes gone in this first quarter. The Pies, two points to GWS, one and it point. Is absolutely coming down. As the Rucks will go at it, Collingwood's forward line hasn't been in there for a while for the last five minutes, but it is back in there. Ball loose on hands and knees are the players, and it will be just thrown. No, it won't be. As the ball gets out, it was Mackerel. Actually, it was Parker. As Schmidt got the hands wall to Leighton, high up and under, and a good mark in the last line of defence for the Giants. And I, safe to say the long sleeves was a good option today. Oh, I think so. I would definitely be wanting to wear the long sleeves today. So the short kick to Privatelli, who's not on an AFLW list at the moment. Watch out for her. Short kick to Mackerel. Played a good game, Mackerel. She goes to the fridge. The fridge has had a lot of the ball early. Another has. short kick. And they're playing this short kick in the wet weather footy. I don't know if it's the right way to play, but it's working. To Tully. She's had a lot of the ball early. It goes over the players' heads and it'll just trickle out of bounds. Just near half forward for the Giants, who have really come into the game the last five minutes. I think you've seen a massive change in the way that this game is going to be played, I think. It has to be more of a, a battle now. Wet weather footy, classical wet weather footy conditions here. Get it on your boot, get it forward. It's going to change, I think, the approach. It's interesting to see the way the coaches are going to adapt to this at their uh, quarter-time breaks. So just from the stoppage, ball trickled forward. Faruja didn't get good hands on it. Malloy was there as well, swooping on it, but just roll back out of bounds. We'll have another throw in. Two minutes to go in the first quarter here on RSN Carnival 2 Digital and also WARFradio.com and the WARF Radio Facebook page as the umpire throws it in. Leighton got the handball. Parker dived on it. She was wrapped up by Chiochi. Trying to get the kick away was Nielsen. Just Dargan was also there pressuring and a kick away by Maddie Shevlin of Collingwood to forward 50. Oh, Lambert's go. on top of it. She's got the afterburners. She stops. She props. She turns. Puts it on her right boot. Putting it in the middle of the ground. And it was just over the heads of Nicole Hales. There were three WS Giants there to clear it up. And Stevenson will get the clearing kick away. But only as far as Grace Bucken. Bucken didn't get clean possession. It went through the hands of Faruja. Mackerel was there as well to help, but she couldn't get clean possession. Tap forward by Stevenson at half forward for the Pies. Now everyone's on the hands and knees, scrapping for the footy. It ends up in the hands of Bucken of Collingwood. She's stripped off the footy, and the handball goes out to Faruja, who gets the kick away, looking for Gizu. It went over her head into the hands of Chiochi. Her handball not great as Schmidt keep, tries to keep it in front of her in the centre of the ground for GWS, and she's wrapped up, and we'll have a... Just a ball up right next to the centre circle. As the rain continues to fall and only one minute left in this first quarter. So, middle of the ground now. Collingwood away as Malloy just goes to the barrel. It might favour them as it goes. Lambert's lurking. What, you can do, what can she do? Alexander couldn't quite get her hands on the ball. And GWS looking to rebound. It was Hetherington. 
who handballed wasn't great. Lambert on hands and knees trying to get something going from Collingwood as the rain comes tumbling down again. Umpire calls the ball up. It is absolutely bucketing down. God. We are getting soaked. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. Play continues on the ground. Wow. So as rain keeps tumbling down, Hines with the tap. There's a free kick found by the third umpire. It's only five seconds to go in the first quarter, so down. There's a free kick being found. We'll get that far. If it's a GWS kick. I think it might be going to Collingwood. So the siren goes to end the first quarter. Just confusion on the field as to who's getting the kick. Is there a kick? Yeah, it's Malloy. As players on the interchange have come on the ground, (laughs) Malloy will have a kick from 35 out directly in front. The rain is absolutely hitting her in the back. But Malloy, um, Malloy is made for these kicks. She'll come in 35 out. No angle at all. Wind favoring her. A bit of rain dances on the mark. <laughs> and she comes in. She kicks it. You know what? Looks really good. It looks one. really good. Malloy kicks the first on the siren. Collingwood go up. One goal, two, eight to GWS. One behind. One behind. And what an interesting first quarter that was. It was a bit of an arm wrestle that quarter. We're soaked here in the grandstand. We're just going to have to take a quick break We'll be off air for maybe five or so minutes just as we relocate and get ourselves out of the rain. It's Collingwood leading GWS. One goal, two eight, two one behind GWS at Victoria Park. RSN927 wants to send you to the Royal Melbourne Show. This year, the show celebrates 162 years of bringing the country to the city from September 21. There's heaps of new stuff, and it's even greater family value. We'll be giving away Royal Show family passes, ride cards, and general admission tickets, drawing winners three times a day. Get your name down on the entry page, and you can... She did get her hands a lot on the ball early, didn't she, Katie? Yeah, showing her class absolutely in a big, big way. If there was anyone you wanted taking that kick just right over the siren there, it was Chloe Malloy. And she made no mistake about it, despite the wind, absolutely, the wind and the rain tumbling down here at Victoria Park. Made no mistake about it at all. And it's a big goal given the fact that scoring is going to considerably dry up today. Going into this game, I expect something uh, maybe more end-to-end, a bit more free scoring and open. Uh, I think that's just went it right out the window today with that rain. It's going to be quite attritional. It's going to be quite a battle. It's going to. It's the one-on-one contests are going to matter oh so much. It's a matter of getting getting there forward, getting forward, getting that boot to ball as quick as you can, and then just sort of working away from there. Old school, old school approach. They're needed, I think, from both teams. But who adapts to these conditions best uh, will determine the outcome of this game. I think. Yes, we've just seen the rain absolutely belt down here at Victoria Park. It's easing now, but it's still quite dark overhead, but hopefully that's the last of the rain. We've retreated further back into the grandstand at Victoria Park to keep ourselves out of the rain. But we're just about to get the second quarter underway with James Strabinos. Did I say it right? Strabinos. Strabinos. Close enough. It's in my head now. James Strabinos to get us underway in the second quarter. 
So it's Hines got the tap on this occasion as Lambert, who's been in the centre a lot of the contest so far. It is Parker who just hacks a kick down to the wing. One-on-one contest on the wing. No one really win that ball. And diving first is Alexander, who's just on hands and knees, tried to get it. Actually, it wasn't Alexander, it was Fowler. It's dished out, and in the air is, uh, that was Gourlay, who couldn't quite get possession of the ball and wrapped up in a tackle. And it was a good tackle there by Ferguson, as Eva was wrapped up in that tackle. So just on the broadcast wing here, Alan and Hines have been battling it out in the ruck so far this afternoon. Alan won the tap down, but only the way of Chiochi. Chiochi tried to get the curling ball around the boundary and it came off the knees of Hammond. So we'll have a throw in. Could almost argue a case for last touch out of bounds there, but we'll have another throw in at centre wing broadcast side of Victoria Park. It's a bit dry now, no rain coming down overhead. Allen won the tap just behind her. It was tapped on by Hines. Parker got the soccer off the ground, looking to go forward. Schmidt and Fowler just dueling there for the ball at half forward as Mackerel puts on some pressure to Lauren Butler. She's wrapped up inside the second centre square, just on the outside, and will have a ball up. It'll be interesting to see how both teams play the conditions. The rain's been very stop-starty, this afternoon as Alan gets the tap down. Chiochi wraps the fridge up with the tackle. She didn't really have the ball. Parker on hands and knees and it will be a ball up in the centre early in the second quarter. Collingwood lead by seven. Leighton with the tap. It's Parker who just burst her way out. She got dispossessed. Umpire says play on. Half forward for GWS. Hold. And it's a holding a free kick. To Go to Alicia Eva on half forward. Kicks a nice looking kick. It was tapped away there by Livingston. Kicked out by the Collingwood Magpies and Allen, who's done pretty good ruck work this afternoon. Marks it on half forward, stabs it in side 50. And Parker could have a potential shot. Might be a bit too far out to score. She's 50 out. She sets it up to the top of the square. It might go the back to Schmidt. It doesn't. Picked up there. I think it's Mackerel. Or Tully. Tully. It's Tully. She's kicked the goal. And GWS, they're one point behind. Collingwood, 1-2-8 to GWS, 1-1-7. Katie? Brilliant start from GWS to get underway for this quarter. Really are, really are stopping any chance that Collingwood are trying to get get clear really doing well around the contest and really winning that just putting in that sort of grunt work that they need to do in this sort of conditions I seriously though I don't think you can put it strictly down to the conditions I think GWS have really been able to limit uh, that outside ball that outside run that Collingwood have been able to get and and the important thing is, and now it's creating goals it's creating attacking opportunities from that and that's a big it's a big positive to start with So the first goal of the quarter goes to GWS. Their first goal of the game to come out from the centre into the hands of Lambert, whose handball was just sort of a hit and hope. Ruju was there almost to pick it up. Getting it up is curling. Her handball off to Chiochi hit the deck, and Chiochi slid into the ball for Ruja. She was harassing. Ball on the outer wing. Privatelli wraps up the player, but it gets the ball inside 50 by Eva. Eva kicks it long into the pocket. 
Livingston was chasing after it, but it will go over for a throw-in. Inside the forward pocket at GWS. Creating heaps of chances early in this second quarter. There's fleece blankets and beanies and just tracksuit pants all over the benches. Everyone's just trying to keep warm. I think that's the priority of the benches right now. Ball in. Nielsen and Fowler in the ruck. Fowler sort of gets a sideways tap to Lambert. She First she runs over it, gets possession. Privatelli's there to put on the pressure. Ten girls just all huddle around the ball. And we'll have another ball up inside 50. And thanks to Derek Curley. Just giving a shout-out to Aisling Curley there from Ireland. Good to see you watching the live stream. Had plenty of the Irish girls come across, and Ashling is no exception to the great talents they bring to the game. She's had a great start so far in the second quarter. Centre wing on the outside of the ground. Got a bit of a scrap with the umpire, just circling around. No clear possession. Umpire going side to side. The ball comes out to Privatelli. She's wrapped up by Chiochi. Still just playing it out. Umpire will now come in and give us a ball up. Just on the edge of the centre square on the outer wing. Yeah, the umpire was just circling for what seemed like an eternity there, <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Nothing ever eventuated. As Alan gets a tap, there is curling. Derek, are you watching, mate? But she just uh, <laughs> gets the handball down at half-back. Wasn't that great, though, to Ferguson, as GWS can just get it inside the 50. Now, Parker tries to fend off. How good was that? To Eva, they combine. Oh, with the ball. And then goes to the top of the square. Gisu couldn't quite mark it. And I think it's hit the post. So it will be a boundary throwing deep in the forward 50 for GWS. How good was that by Parker and Eva? Amazing, amazing, really impressive stuff there. Went off and just was able to get that push off, just able to surge forward like that and nearly set up a scoring opportunity there. They'll look to set up here. It appears it'll be a throw-in. Really important period to play here by the Giants. Have really, I think they've had Collingwood's measure to start this quarter off. They've really started the better of the two. What can they do here, though? So throw an inside 50, Fowler and Nielsen. Nielsen got the tap down, but the ball just through the hands, jumping on top of it just in the forward 50. About 40 metres from the GWS goal. Collingwood yet to register an inside 50 this quarter. It's all being played down the river end of the ground. Nielsen won the tap forward. Eva almost got hands to it. She wrapped up the Collingwood player just on the deck and will have... Another stoppage. The ball probably only moving it's two a bit metres too forward. It's a, it's a bit, bit too crowded for me. Pull out, pull, pull, get a couple of players out, get them to build the wall across that 50 arc and just continue to pile that pressure on Collingwood that way. Just a bit of a scrap at the moment for them. So Nielsen won the tap. Chiochi, she got the ball out, but only to Mackerel. Mackerel got it out to Hicks, Hicks to Gizu, but she just ran into a brick wall. So Mackerel gets the ball back to Tully. And just Mackerel just almost smothered her own player there. The kick off the ground goes straight to Malloy at half back, and she's wrapped up by Jess Allen. Some great desperation there by the Giants, and we'll have a ball up at half forward for the Giants. Yes, yeah, so we're at half back for Collingwood as Leighton couldn't quite get the ball. It's kicked in there by the goal kicker in Tully and wrapped up in a tackle. Livingston laid a real hard tackle and it'll be a 
ball up 25, well, 30 metres out from GWS's goal. They're doing all the attacking this quarter. It seems to be favouring the river end. As rucks go at it, Mackerel couldn't quite get it. But there's Tully, who went for a second, but the kick was wide and is out on the full. So Collingwood will have the chance to reset and try and get something going as they haven't so far in this second quarter. As they reset from half-back. Long kick to the pack. Fairly tried to get up. Couldn't. It's Whiteley who picks it up and just handballs it to Hamilton. Pack amongst it's wrapped up. It'll be another ball up. 50 metres out from the Giants' goal. So we're about 10 minutes in this first quarter. Hines and Allen again. Handball out to Malloy. She's in pursuit, but just arches the back and gets away on half-back. Even the bulk away from Hammond. Kicks the ball up the broadcast wing. Looking for Alexander. Alexander just pushed her player under the ball. Gets on the wing. Handball over the shoulder. Was very clever. But the ball will dribble over the boundary for a throw-in as it was just slapped away by Lisa Whiteley. Broadcast wing just on the attacking side for Collingwood. Collingwood yet to register an inside 50 so far this quarter. The umpire throws the ball in to Leighton and Allen. Allen got the ball down into the hands of Gourlay. Gourlay tried to spin out a tackle. Her arm was brought off it, tackled down, holding the ball. Free kick going the way of Hammond. Oh. Oh, she's just had a bit of a slip over <laughs> on the way back, but that was definitely holding the ball. She went for the fend off, and once the umpire sees that, they don't miss too many of them. As Hammond donning the long sleeves, like a lot of the GWS girls are today, and some of the Collingwood are. As Privatali go went to Tully, and Tully's been pretty good this quarter. She's kicked the goal. She's on hands and knees. She gets wrapped up in a tackle, and it will be a ball up. Just in front of us on broadcast wing. As Leighton gets the tap, she taps it back. Ball's on the ground. It was Ken that couldn't quite get it out. She was on hands and knees. Now it's Chiochi. Chiochi just bumps Tully. Tully tried to get something going. It is towards the boundary line. Did it go out of bounds? Yes, it has now. As Mackerel gets wrapped up in the tackle. So it's dead centre. On broadcast wing. Collingwood trying to get something going. The ball's tossed in now. Leighton just threw her body in front of it. Tried to get something going. Good tackle. Malloy couldn't get her kick away. It's Hammond who picks it up. She got the second effort. She did well there. Goes to Allen who just uses her body back to Hammond. Kicks it on the wing. Oh, couldn't take the mark. But second effort was good as she kicked it down the wing. Oh, what a good mark. Use of the body there for Alexander. She can get something going now for the Pies. They enter the 50 for the first time this quarter. Just. As the ball just trickles around. Allen's been good. As GWS. Oh, she's just running to a brick wall. And she's throwing the ball. Be a Collingwood free kick. And it'll go the way of Curly. She is 50 out. Just some pressure there, really paying off for Collingwood as the play comes back on Chachi with a bit of a handball there. Curly, and then unloading from 50 was Bucken. 
He just wrapped up. Oh, using the body well, but couldn't quite get boot to ball as it trickles over the line, only 15 metres out from Collingwood's goal. The pressure starting to tell a little bit more from Collingwood, just really being working themselves back into this with some just some old-fashioned pressure and really putting the putting the screws right back on GWS. Seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Just the one goal scored so far as Tully gets the clear and kick away for GWS. She kicks it towards the boundary. And, and Malloy wants this ball. Malloy's going to claim it as last touch out of bounds. So that could be going right back in for the Pies. Malloy just loads up, goes long inside 50, looking it towards the centre. Big pack forms, comes off hands. Dargan couldn't get it away. Handball made it out to Stein, but the umpires found a free kick going the way of GWS. Calls advantage. Up the line looking for Privatelli through her hands. And Mackerel's there. She tries to bust through the tackle, but gets a handball back to Parker. Parker's kick was effective, and it's going to be chopped off by Nicole Hales. So it's the ball's in the middle of the ground. Could be a blue here for Collingwood. It worked out well. It's Gawling, who just kicks it. Down to... Oh, it's a turnover. GWS can go forward. Vacant 50, but back there is Livingston. She gets... She has a lot of time to get the ball. Eventually picks it up and goes very wide. Two Collingwood players attacking the ball. Keeping it in there was Shevlin, who just hacks it forward. And what a kick to Alexander. So Alexander now with the ball on the wing. Kicks it to half forward now. Contest arises. It's Lambert when she has the ball. Normally something good happens. It's Malloy free in the 50. I think it is. She has time to get the ball. And she goes over the top. Free Collingwood player. Gets through. Oh, running into an open goal. It is a goal for Collingwood. It is Dargan. She's kicked her first of the day. And Collingwood have their first of the quarter. Two goals, 2-8 lead. GWS, they've got one goal, 1-7. Uh, with only five minutes left into the second quarter, Katie Lambevsky. You can't allow Chloe Malloy that space at all. At all. Way too long. She was able to find a player. She was able to hold up some play, allow a player to get free behind her as well. Leaves an open goal for Dargan to run into. Fantastic play there by Malloy. But you need to tighten up around those, around those contests. Otherwise, it will come back to bite you like it did there. GWS have put in a lot of good work. Just need to tighten up in little areas like that. Collingwood really starting to, to work themselves back into this. It was a great run by Dargan as well, not yep. to get sucked into the contest and make that run Absolutely. towards goal as well and find herself free inside 50. So she has Collingwood's second. So Collingwood 2-2-14 lead GWS 1-1-7. About five minutes to go in this first quarter from the stoppage. Ball makes its way to Ferugia. Her handball was cut off by Bucken. Bucken, her handball going forward looking for Dargan was cut off by Stein. Stein got a handball to Tully. Tully's quick kick around the body has found Jizu on the broadcast wing. Jizu just was tackled double teamed by Lambert and Shevlin. Lambert tried to tunnel the ball out through her legs to Shevlin but was under pressure from Ferugia and will have a ball up. Attacking side of the wing for Collingwood on the broadcast side. Hines and Allen will go at it again. Allen just taps the ball forward and it's through the legs of Gourlay. Parker tries to soccer it off the ground, but they'll get a free kick for a hold going the way of Collingwood into the hands of Jasmine Ferguson. She plays on, runs up the line, a short kick looking for Hines. Allen 
reached out over the top but into the hands of Faruja. She tried to get the handball away to Hamilton. Hamilton, she was under pressure. Handball only as far as Eva, who was dispossessed, wrapped up. And now we'll have a throw up just on the edge of the centre square attacking side for Collingwood. So Collingwood just starting to get something going this quarter as Hines got the tap but wasn't to the advantage of her teammate as well as the kick goes out in the full for Giants and Collingwood will get it back. So Collingwood looking to get something going as Butler will assess her options and just go with a short looking kick and it's another turnover and it will go to GWS in Horton who kicks it short on the wing over the head. Curling tried to despoil and go out of bounds. It's a throw-in. Touched, says the boundary umpire. I can't say I saw any contact with the ball. Benefit of the doubt there. It'll be th- tossed in. Not long to go till half-time. What can either team produce? As the fridge has found a lot of space... Faruja hacked out of the contest was Hicks but this will be a Collingwood free kick this time going the way of Fowler half back for Collingwood Interesting to note that some of the key tools for the Pies in such as Alexander, Leighton have been I think pretty key in terms of changing the momentum, turning this around for Collingwood I think some of Leighton's ruck work has been really impressive, she's just giving giving it her all at every contest Malloy Malloy ended up with the ball, bounced off of Faruja, got a kick away up the line. Couldn't find the hands of a teammate, ends up in the hands of Parker, dispossessed on the wing, just battling for it. Hicks tries to burrow out of a tackle, almost made it. Ball hits the ground in dispute. The umpire will come in and ball it up. So plenty of pressure out there on the ground. When the players won, you can hear the squelching under their feet from all the rain we had before as the sun starts to peak out. Tap down went the way of Malloy. She just busted one tackle, was wrapped up by Nielsen and Eva also wrapped her up. Umpire deems she didn't have the prior opportunity, so we'll have another ball up. Centre wing, broadcast signs. Hines tapped down straight to Malloy and over the boundary. So we'll have a throw in. Centre wing, broadcast side. Only two minutes to go in this second quarter before half time. Pies leading GWS. Hines taps down in front. Malloy and Parker jostle for it. Came off feet. Nielsen tussled with Casey. Casey wrapped up by Faruja about five, ten metres from the original spot and will have another ball up. Attacking side of the wing for Collingwood. So we've just had a string of stoppages. Hopefully the game opens up a little bit as Hines with a little bit of a double tap there. Oh, that could have been ball, but go away in time. Eva went back, and it's a high tackle. It'll go the way of Hammond. So it's going to be tossed in again. We've had about 10 stoppages in a row in the space of two minutes. Wet conditions, always very contested. Just trying to get win that territory. The ball is tough to get clean possession. Hines was front and centre winning the tap. Curly with Parker, but Parker on hands and knees tried to get something out. 
couldn't do so. The fridge didn't really have the ball. And I think the umpire saw that as he has paid a high free kick to Faruja. He's had a good quarter. She's at half forward. Could be last roll of the dice for the quarter for GWS. As the siren beats him. We go into half time. Collingwood lead 2 2 14. GWS 1 goal 1 7. It was an interesting quarter. It definitely was. I think GWS had their moments to start the quarter off with. They really, they got with that goal, obviously, with Tully getting them on the board early on. But from then on, Collingwood just sort of started to work themselves back into the game more and more. I think, I think they started to curb, um, Jess Allen's influence in the ruck that a little bit more. Uh, Hines and Leighton starting to do a really good job there. Alexander giving them that sort of structure, taking some important marks, especially on that wing here. Just some old-fashioned pressure. Chloe Malloy, of course, really keen some, uh, really keen some moments breaking the lines, setting up that goal, of course, for Dargan to get Collingwood back in the lead. But just old-fashioned hard work. I think bit by bit by bit Collingwood's pressure started to turn this game back toward their favour but uh, GWS by no means out of this one. Definitely not out of this one. They're applying plenty of pressure and it's going to be a bit of a scrap I think in the second half with Collingwood leading two goals, two fourteen to GWS, one goal, one seven here at Victoria Park. This is of course GWS invitational game against Collingwood. It's freezing cold here at Victoria Park. We're just going to take this opportunity to have a quick halftime break. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of Collingwood v GWS. The verdict. Every one of the jockeys has been adhered to the current practice of when you come back from concussion, and there's a few little steps involved there. I even wondered, and this isn't casting aspersions, but when I saw Michael Walker riding so quickly as well, this is after a big fall. Should there be a mandatory timeout for jockeys? The verdict. 9 till 10 Monday morning. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN 927. Another massive week on The Breakfast Club. It's great to have your company. If you missed any of the good stuff, Here's a snippet of what we did. Hamish Hartlip from the Power, he joins us. We've beaten one and two on the ladder and lost to teams a lot lower than us as well, so it has been one of those years. We've probably found that there's been a different piece of the puzzle missing each week, whereas on the weekend we were able to execute exactly what we wanted to do really well. Cameron White's a part of the team here. I'm guessing they've said, all right, if James is ever going to play back-to-back test matches, it might be between games one and two with a bigger break. If they do leave a little bit more juice in the wicket, a bit of grass, that will really suit Paddy, so I'm hoping his body holds up and he plays next test. Following the Australian women's cricket journey, and now we've got the star of the show with us. Elise Perry is her name. The one song that is played in the rooms after victory or on the bus when you win. You're the voice by John. Oh, oh yes. Master yes. was sure. This one was Anastasia. Walked outside alone. They're real power ballads. Bryce Gibbs, he was awesome. 29 disposals. They had like crows in the win over St Kilda. Their main messaging was just to play with a bit of freedom. Play to play footy and, and sort of not play to worry about what might happen next week at selection. So I certainly did that and it certainly got my performance. Isaac Smith, Luke Hodge, there's a story emerging. He put deep heat in the jocks of Josh Walker. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> it's an oldie but a goodie. He sounds like a pretty good guy, Josh Walker. Yeah. Apparently he is. Are and you we... saying as a fact to Luke Hodge? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hodge, you did put the deep heat in his job. <laughs> Jai Richardson ready to roll with us. Now, is your right shoulder coming back? Are you bowling as quickly as Left-handed. you were? That's definitely something that's going to come back.
hopefully. I'm not stuck bowling slower than I used to, but I certainly don't think that's going to be the case, especially with how everything's been progressing so far. Dylan Shield from the Bombers. Over the last month or so, we were playing a lot of close games mm. going down to the last minute, and that can take a physical and emotional toll on the players. The high turnover of injuries and players, sometimes it can just get too much, and you know you have a game like we dished out on the weekend. The Breakfast Club, 6 till 8.30 weekdays on RSN 927. Thanks to the tab, who are you backing? If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. When it's time to grow your small business, a loan from On Deck can get you on your way. On Deck Group are the small business loan specialists with over 10 billion US dollars already lent to 80,000 small businesses globally. On Deck say yes to small business. The application can be completed in minutes approved in hours and you could have the funds in your account as early as the next business day. So if it's time to grow your small business, apply now at ondeck.com.au All loans are subject to lender approval. I'm Professor Michelle Simmons and what I do as a scientist will likely change your life. I'm building new types of computers out of atoms called quantum computers and we hope these will create new materials, new medicines and process huge bundles of data in an instant to help us understand more about the world around us. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. National Science Week is a chance to discover the life-changing science happening all around you. Find an event near you at scienceweek.net.au. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids, and the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars, and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google Play by the Rules to find out more. The smell of baking. Routley's Bakery is so good. Why not grab a Routley's slice to go with your coffee? Make it a classic apple slice, a bee sting, or a vanilla slice. That's absolute custard heaven. You can make a move on a muffin or go all the way and bite into a wicked Nutella donut. Routley's Bakery's right across Geelong, as well as Eltona, Newport, Williamstown, and Ascot Vale. Fancy a Routley's pie? Of course you do. Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au. Inside Racing, the official magazine of Racing Victoria and Australia's best monthly racing information source. Inside the August issue, Danny Power previews the spring without winks with the new names to watch. Matt Ellis takes us inside the Apprentice Jockey Training Program and Tim Gill goes one-on-one with Sam Friedman. Plus the industry section featuring the conditions for the major spring races. Subscribe to Inside Racing, call customer first 1300 139 401 for advertising 1300 783 112. 
927 conducts competitions almost every day. Every contest is run according to our general competition rules. There are even competitions which have specific terms and conditions. If you would like to read our general competition rules or any special terms and conditions, look for the links on the competitions page at rsn.net.au or ask for a copy during business hours at the RSN 927 reception desk. The Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy. And I'm by 95 points, and they should have won by about 135. After each round, all the good stuff about the game around Victoria. It's a bit of a dog at win in the end because we're a pretty young group, and everyone probably would have expected the Premiers to run over the top of us, but that wasn't the case. RSN 927's Country Footy Show with Paul Daffy and Andrew Hughes. There's a fresh podcast up every Monday at rsn.net.au. That's the way football is. Or catch the first release early Monday mornings on RSN 927. Analog, digital, and streaming. There's jumpers, hoodies, and tees for you at leaguetees.com.au. Leaguetees.com.au is your place for retro footy gear with designs created by local artists that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, their unique range of women's footy tees help raise funds for Indigenous literacy programs. Get online and start shopping today. Leaguetees.com.au RSN Carnival 2 the VFL Women's Match of the Day. We are, of course, at Victoria Park for Collingwood versus GWS Giants, where the Pies are currently leading GWS two goals, 2-14 to GWS 1-1-7. I'm Lucy Watkin, and I'm joined by Katie Lambeski and James Strabianos. Oh, my God. I'll get it. I promise I'll get it. We are also on WARFradio.com and the WARF Facebook page. There is also a live stream over there where you can watch the action and hear the call. And I have to say, it is absolutely freezing here at Victoria Park. Yeah, goodbye sunshine, hello rain and wind and all the elements all the elements that we love here in Melbourne weather. Wow, we yeah, we've been blown away a little bit here. We've had to set up a little Literally. bit back. We're still we're still here, we're still we're still on air with you guys. We had to just move things a little bit back a bit more in our cozy little grandstand here, but yeah, a fascinating second half awaits us. Uh to come as, and it's very evenly poised with Collingwood and GWS um, really giving each other a, a very tough contest and the conditions have made it just uh, just as hard. Yeah, well the rain has just started to fall again here at Victoria Park. We've just had a bit of a dry patch before um, just before but it was bucketing down late in the second quarter so wet conditions now it's going to make it for a very, very scrappy game, hard to get clean possession but hopefully we'll still have a cracking contest of football. So far, it's been the, a lot with the Pies early, Chloe Malloy being one of the standouts for Collingwood so far. Well, she certainly does. And when, when there's a moment, Chloe Malloy steps up. We saw in the first quarter, they got a free kick late, and she was about 40 metres out, but didn't bother her. She took the moment and uh, 
that's what you want for a young leader. And, and she, she, she is that leader. She, you see her around the stoppages, always pointing, giving direction. She's only 20 years old. She's going to be a once-in-a-generation kind of player, and it's good that we've got the privilege of seeing her doing what she does best. She does love to turn it on, Chloe Malloy. She's really taking the game on, which is what Collingwood needs. But for GWS, Britt Tully has been very, very good so far. 100%, 100%. Really has given them um, just a really crucial presence at stoppages and in the middle of the field, absolutely. she's. I think she's key to helping the likes of Alice Parker really free her up that little bit more. She's been a key for them today. Really was set up the first goal. I think kicked the first goal, I believe. Um, yeah, it's been. she's been... Uh, I think by by far for the first half, GWS is best. Yes, and also Alicia Eva just working her way into that second quarter and Amanda Ferruccia as well. But it's going to be a tough second half at Victoria Park. As we mentioned, Collingwood lead 2-2-14 to GWS 1-1-7. Chloe Malloy and Sarah Dargan, the goal kickers for Collingwood and Britt Tully for GWS. How do you see GWS sort of getting back control in, in front for the in the second half, Katie? It's going to be tough. They really need to to really not allow um, Collingwood to get that outside ball to feed that to feed that play out to the likes and to the likes of Malloy and all of the and their runners there. I think it's it's going to be tough because Collingwood have so many ways um, to hurt you. Really have a lot of contributors that can really help with that. I think it's just a matter of pressure, just keeping up that pressure, not allowing Collingwood any sort of outside momentum and just sort of working their way, working themselves forward just bit by bit by bit. I think you're going to have to when, it, when it's conditions when it's conditions like this. So yeah, it's it's by no, it's gonna, not going to be easy, but it's. I think they've shown that they're up to the task, particularly throughout uh, patches of that first half. Yeah, and just noticing now a few GWS players making themselves out of the room, rooms who are not playing today. Cora Staunton and Jess Dalpoz are just making their way into the, the coach's box with the coaching staff at GWS. How do you think Steve Simmons is going in his sort of debut as uh, Collingwood coach today, uh, James? Well, they're doing very well. I don't see Collingwood playing any differently to what they have been all season. So you, you give him the pass, as I just heard thunder there. Um, oh, God. God, hopefully this game doesn't get called off. But, yeah, no, he's, he's done a good job. Uh, I, I can't fault anything in his coaching. They've been a bit patchy in and out game, but GWS have been the same. Yeah. Both teams have drifted in and out of the contest at different times. It's been a game of momentum, and obviously the weather doesn't help that either. No, the conditions are making it very, very trying as the rain is again bucketing down. Grey skies over Victoria Park. Very dark here. You can see the pies out there doing the one, two, three, one, two, three, just like in their huddle trying to warm themselves up. But it's going to be a very interesting second half. Pete Holden, our producer, is making his way over back to our broadcast position with hot chocolates because us commentators, you know, we deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Bless him, he's made himself, he's made himself, uh, taken himself across the Victoria Park Terrace here when in the absolute pouring rain. Uh, Committed as ever is our producer today. Uh, thanks so much uh, to Pete for to Pete. his support what as well. Absolute legend. Not only getting us to air, but also making sure that we can continue to stay on air. Exactly. With warm beverages, because it <laughs> is very, very cold here at Victoria Park. It's going to be an interesting second half as the players are just taking their positions out on the field. GWS still huddled up. 
So it's Collingwood leading GWS 2-2-14 to 1 goal, 1-7 GWS. Colleen Malloy, as we mentioned, she's already out there pointing, giving direction, and the players are just making their way out onto the field. Is everyone sticking with their tips that we made earlier in the game? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think Collingwood should see this home. And I don't think it's going to be easy, not by any means, but I think they have the, the, they have the depth. They have the the style of play to withhold conditions such as this in a team like the Giants as well. So pretty confident in my prediction so far. Well, this looks like we're about to get underway here again at Victoria Park. The umpire's just checking to make sure everyone's in their starting positions. A lot of players just bouncing up and down the spot, keeping themselves warm. We've James take us underway in the third quarter. Yeah, the rain is still falling sideways here at Victoria Park as the rucks went at it and the fridge has just been throwing herself in the contest all day. Has she gone the short sleeve since... Is, am I saying that? I think she's gone the short sleeve since half-time. Anyway, not to bother you, uh, Malloy just with the barrel inside 50 to Lambert, who's one out in the in the forward 50. I like that move. She goes the handball backwards to Gawley, who has also ditched the long sleeves. And it will be a free kick to GWS in the back line. As they'll look to reset... They go out. Privatelli just presents but gets punched away. And it'll be a throw-in. Just outside of GWS's attacking... Or Collingwood's attacking 50. Should I say. As Allen and Leighton will go on with the ruck duties. Allen's been pretty pivotal in the ruck so far today. As she gets the tap. She was front and centre on that occasion. As Mackerel on hands and knees tries to get the ball out and couldn't do so. So another ball up about 55 metres from the Collingwood goal. Hines and Allen again going at it in the ruck. Allen got the tap down just towards the boundary but straight to the arms of Hales. Hales was dispossessed picked up by Chiochi captain of Collingwood and she's wrapped up by Alicia Eva. So another ball up pretty much the exact same spot where we just were 55 metres from Collingwood's goal on the half forward into the hands of Malloy. Just sort of dropped the ball, picked it up again and got the spinning kick around to Jess Striminoli. She going to get clean hands, either could Bucken. Clearing kick away by Whiteley was dropped, but kick again inboard by Hales. It's picked off by GWS and there's an in-the-back push. So the player, GWS, will get free, free kick inside 50. There's a few players just calling towards the wing, looking for Privatelli over her head and out of bounds. Just thing see how the umpire judges this. Touched out of bounds, so we'll have a throw-in as the rain again just starts to absolutely pour down. I don't think it's been this bad all day. But it's coming four rows back here in the grandstand. It's raining sideways as the ball is on deck. Casey now, who just kicks it to the top of 50. Bouncing ball. On the way of Alexander. She just steps around her opponent. It's Curly. Who just goes for a bit of a run. Kicks it to 30 metres out from Collingwood's goal. Hands on knees. It's Lambert's there. Couldn't get the ball up. And it's just wrapped up in 50. There's a free kick being found by the hunt by the umpire 50 metres away. It'll go to the Giants. We'll go to Whiteley in on half back. 
She kicks it out. <coughs> They're just trying to get the ball as far as they can. It's that kind of game. Play to the weather conditions. The ball's just bouncing half forward for the Pies. GWS trying to rebound. As is Allen, who couldn't quite get the ball to her boot, but it's Malloy. Malloy, normally when she has the ball, something good happens. Lambert's waiting out the back. She'll get the ball. She could run into open goal. She steadies. She goes around, snap. And of course she gets it. Who else? Jamie Lambert. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant there from Lambert to get herself free and just to steady herself there and make no mistake about it, just snaps at home has really turned herself into a goal-scoring threat for Collingwood this year. Another another route to goal is something that is something that can never be a negative at all. She's been taking her game to another level. I think she really, she's had some really good seasons, really good seasons. But now she just continues to improve her game. She just added another string to her bow. Just fantastic goal-scoring ability as well. Yeah, it's interesting to see her being employed in that forward role. She's usually in and around the midfield but she's leading the goal kicking tally in the VFLW at the moment so unfortunately that one won't count towards it but she does have Collingwood's third. They lead 3-2-20 to 1-1-7 over the Giants as play resumes in the middle of the ground in the third quarter. Ball didn't go anywhere from the initial stoppage so we'll have another one. Hines and Allen again fighting it out in the ruck. Hines slaps it forward Malloy just kicks it off the ground, gets the second soccer into the air. Mark couldn't be taken into the hands of Alexander, snaps around the body. Lambert lost her footing and it will just dribble over the line. In the forward pocket for a throw-in. She could have had two in 30 seconds Could there. have had two in 30 seconds there. Lambert, so dangerous in front of goal, we just mentioned this season. The rain's eased. Victoria Park, it's coming in patches, so while it's dry, the players will be want to make... Most of the opportunity, the ball throws in. It's Allen and Alexander. Just goes behind. Socket off the ground by Lambert. Eva was there applying pressure. Handball away by Butler. Chiochi went in to grab the footy but was wrapped up. And we'll have a ball in just on the edge of the centre square, 60 metres from the Collingwood goal. So Collingwood have really put the foot down since half-time as... Uh, Hines got the tap on that occasion. Chiochi gets wrapped up in the tackle and it will be thrown up just over 50 metres out from goal. Sampai throws it up. It's Hines that gets the tap on this occasion. Chiochi on hands and knees. Couldn't quite get the ball out but comes out to Malloy. And it's just uh, Mackerel. He just hacks it forward. With no real anticipation. It's kicked away and it's uh, Hines who just kicks it inside the 50. Gisu playing more of a half-back Roberts. Lambert from the boundary. This would be a miracle. She centres it off the deck. Fell couldn't get it. But they'll get the goal here. It's bang. It's touched. Umpire has called touched. It was Nash who banged it home. It looked like a goal. Umpire's call is touched. They get a behind. Three goals, three twenty-one. GWS one one seven. As GWS look to rebound, Parker, did you get a hand on it? Umpire's call is a free kick to Collingwood. So it's Malloy on at half forward. She's fifty out. She'll set something up here as packs rise, but it's just straight into the hands 
of Stevenson. Stevenson can rebound, but curling with the intercept. Couldn't quite, got punched away from her. Malloy trying to get out of the tackle. Couldn't do so. Handball's back. It's Ferguson. Goes to Malloy, who just barrels it in. This ball's going out on the full, and GWS will get the free kick. Match analyst Katie Lambeski. Collingwood's ability just to to find space in their forward line, really just their running ability, their, their willingness to work hard and get themselves into those positions, nearly paid off with, with a goal there, but it still just that you saw Lambert as well getting a goal in similar sort of circumstances, just was able to get herself clear, make those smart, clever runs. So it is really proving hard for GWS to stop. So eight minutes now into the third quarter. Mackerel couldn't get a kick away for Ruja. Thought she was taken high and was. So she'll get the free kick. You were right, James. She's taken off the long sleeve in the third quarter. It's just gotten colder. Yeah. She's back in the sleeveless jersey. The kick up the line is intercepted by Malloy. We've been saying her name a lot this afternoon. Broadcast wing goes forwards towards 50. Almost taken by Lynch. Ferguson is there on the ground, wrapped up by... Britt Tully. And so it comes down again. The, the patchy rain, rain. The rain is back again. Doesn't want to go away. It's absolutely bucketing. Late now in the ruck for Collingwood against Allen. It's the battle of the ones. Tap down doesn't go anywhere. Lambert dispossessed. Picked up by Parker. Got a handball to Ferruja. Ferruja as well was dispossessed. It was kicked away by Michaela Can, but only a few metres as just the rolling mall goes over the ball inside 50 for the Pies. The umpire is circling and we'll have a ball up. If Ferruja says she isn't regretting the change to the short <laughs> sleeves, she's lying. Leighton just takes the ball out of the ruck, but the umpire says she pushed Jess Allen out of it. So Allen will have a free kick in defensive 50. Yes, Jess Allen. And I think it's paid oh, 50. 50 metres as the ball didn't go back to her on the full. So umpire does pay the 50. And now Giants get a chance. They haven't had much of the ball at all in this quarter so far. She kicks it to half forward and that was a waste of a kick as it goes to Butler. There's Butler with a low, very low stabbing kick. Parker with the intercept. Couldn't quite get a clean go at it. Back to Butler, but the umpire's called it back for a free kick. He'll go to Parker. So Parker on centre wing, just in front of us on commentary side. She's got a lot of attention today, Parker. Hasn't really got anything clean. But when she has, she's used it well. On this occasion, she just... Bangs it up to the top of the 50. As Collingwood have the numbers. As Layton tried to just kick it out there. And Mackerel just kept running. Wasn't a strong tackle laid. Ferguson laid it. Wasn't that strong. There'll be a reset at the top of 50 for GWS. Allen tried to get it. Lambert never had the ball. Umpire has called the free kick. Lambert just trying to run through the tackle there without the ball. So she had the free kick, almost gave it up to Nielsen. Nielsen was wrapped up immediately by Chiochi. Chiochi was dispossessed. Shevlin tried to get a kick away, smothered by Todd. Todd spun out of the tackle, gets the kick inside 50 towards Privitali, punched out of her hands. 
by Lynch. The handball goes back to the Collingwood player who just defends in Lee. So we're at our halfback now for Collingwood. They're wrestling for the ball just 60 metres out. Chiochi gets the defensive handball back to Hales. Hales couldn't get the kick away. Privatelli was there just battling for it into the hands of Eva. Eva hands to Parker. Her kick smothered, taken by Lee. But it'll be all just wrapped up in the forward pocket. Spills out. The umpire's given a free kick the way of Collingwood for holding to Steph Chiocci. So Chiocci has the ball in the back pocket. She'll look to switch now. She's got play. She's got Gawley, who dropped the mark in the goal square. That's dangerous. She picks it up, though. She had time. She got it back to where it came from. Butler couldn't get the ball, and it's rolled out. And it'll be a throw-in because it is still inside the 50 of the GWS Giants. Now they're having a run at it now. They haven't had much of the ball this quarter. But here's a chance to maybe put a lifeline in there. The throw-in wasn't that great. And it didn't go anywhere near the rucks. It's wrapped up at the top of the 50 for another stoppage. Katie Lambeski. Definitely need to find something here, do the Giants. Need to get one on the board pretty quickly if they want to stay in this game as the ball comes in. Privitali couldn't quite get it. There's the pack 25 metres out for the Giants' goal. And it'll be wrapped up, and it should be a ball up 15 metres out. It's just that, that execution, I think, has mm. just uh, been the difference so far. Collingwood have been able to make more out of their opportunities. GWS, not as much. Just the conditions aren't really playing into GWS's favour right now. The ball is being held up inside 50, but no one can get clean possession. Another ball up in the forward pocket. Seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Collingwood leading 3-3-21 to GWS 1-1-7. They haven't scored since the start of that second quarter, GWS. Ball just bobbles around inside 50. No one being able to grab clean possession. The umpire comes in and will have another throw in. Just edging closer to GWS's goal. About 10 metres out now in the pocket. The grandstand end of the ground. Just tapped forward by Lee. Went to de- the ground. Lurking. It was mackerel. Mackerel. Just got a toe poke to it, but it ricochets through for a behind. And Erica Fowler will come in to take the kick in for Collingwood. As the rain continues here at Victoria Park, seven minutes to go in this third quarter. So Collingwood now to reset. GWS just getting a... Five-minute purple patch. Can they create something? Oh, she slipped over in the goal square. That's dangerous. A bit of fumbling now for Collingwood, but they get out with it. Gawley, she has the free teammate. And that was Butler, who just goes short to Chiochi, who can play on from that. She gets an advantage from that bump. She goes to Lambert, sliding on her knees, taking the mark. Now they're moving it fast now, Collingwood. They can stream forward. They've got numbers around the corner on the wing is Lagoya. Couldn't quite get anything out, but they, they do end up getting it out, and they've got it on the wing. It's pl- I think the umpire has called play on. It's, oh, that's a shocking kick. Goes to Eva. Eva has time to get the ball and pick it up. Handball wasn't good as she was getting tackled. The fridge to Alexander. She turns it over. It's one out. Malloy in the 
50. We like seeing this. She puts, she pushes her opponent off. She gets the ball. Soccer it towards goal. Malloy will get the goal. Will she? I think it's gone through. She reckons oh it's gone through. It stopped right on the line. And oh now it's God. over. What happened there? I think they both overran it. Yeah. They, they, they slid forward, but it, no one was able to get on the end of that ball. Chloe Malloy nearly took on three players there to force through a goal. GWS scrambled to go across the line as they play quickly here. Fruja as desperate as ever there on the goal line. It's the kick out has picked, been picked off by Alexander. Alexander going inside 50, looking for Malloy. Oh, there was like a soccer volley there from GWS player just trying to clear it out. Sliding in was Shimrioli. She couldn't get clean possession into the hands of Malloy. Malloy got a handball to Leighton. Leighton just slapped it onto her left boot. Got it wide into space for Alexander. Alexander not taking clean possession. Eva harassing. Got possession. Got the kick away. The mark was dropped by Hales on the wing as Todd puts on the pressure. Fowler, she was there too. She couldn't get it. Mackerel, she was out and it was a hold. The way of Mackerel. Play a sprint to get set up in front of the ball for Tully. Sorry, it is Tully. She kicks it up the line and sliding in is Schmidt. Players looking a bit money out there now. GWS is trying to maintain possession, keep it clean. Schmidt. Look at the space Malloy has behind play. Oh, yeah. Hear the thud of the wet ball as Schmidt sends it up the line. Collingwood should clear it away here with Lagoya. Just sending it up the line. It was cut off by Britt Tully. Her kick was under pressure. Just slide towards half forward. Todd tapped it backwards, but it was picked up by Casey. Casey given holding the ball into the hands of Steen. She goes inside 50. She goes towards goal. It bounces and hits the post. That would have gave him a pulse had that gone in. So GWS, it's just about the execution, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Just in those key moments, you can see how Collingwood are able to, were able to go forward a lot quicker than they were. They were just, just that inside 50, just that skill level ability has just been that little bit superior to the GWS, and that matters, does matter a lot in these sort of conditions. There's, there's a bit of a stoppage here, but yeah, GWS have, have been, have battled bravely. They really have, they've had, they've had, they've had Collingwood's measure at some point in this game. But it just hasn't been done consistently enough and it haven't been able to hurt Collingwood going the other way going forward despite Tully's best efforts. GWS trying to get reward for effort. He's Schmidt. And as we said, the execution hasn't quite been there. Umpire calls Elm the full. So Collingwood will have the chance to rebound again. Which they haven't been doing successfully a lot this quarter. GWS have got the last 10 minutes. GWS have probably got on top on the attacking side. And it's a long kick forward for Collingwood. Okay. Beautiful kick in the hands of Fowler. He's had a bit of a quiet game. <gasps> haven't called him name too much. As we just hold our breath, because that was a really risky kick back to Livingston. Across the face of goal. As she'll go to Ferguson, who just goes over the top now to Lee. Lee almost gets wrapped up, playing on the edge, goes to Curly. Ball just... Not doing too much. Collingwood are out here, though, if they can get clean possession. Kick down the line. She got absolutely crunched in that tackle as GWS bang it forward. Oh, great mark. But only as far as Hales. Hales will look to switch now. Malloy 
We love it when it's in her hands. Malik would play on. She didn't choose to. She just chose to slow things down. She has options. She has players leading for her, but she chooses the far one. She chooses Alexander. He has a good pair of hands, maybe not in the wet. As GWs have the numbers now, they're away. They can go inside 50 here. It's Schmidt on top of 50. She just does this hat kick in. Didn't really favour anyone. As it's Curly. Hacks it out now. Gisu just bombs it in. GWS just trying to get something going in the forward line. So Mark taken is the Priv. Privitali. Only 20 seconds left in the third quarter. She better get things moving if she doesn't have the distance. She does. Oh, it's a good-looking kick. Bounce off the chest now. Parker, what can she do? Got dispossessed. There's only about 10 seconds remaining, and that should be the quarter as it's hacked out there by Collingwood and wrapped up in the tackle going forward. And that is the quarter. Three-quarter time. Collingwood lead, three goals, four, 22. GWS didn't quite get reward for the effort. One goal, three, nine. And it's Collingwood's to lose now. Only one more quarter to go here at Victoria Park. Katie, what were your thoughts on that third quarter? Just that, just that Collingwood were able to, to stand and deliver at certain key moments. That execution, I keep coming back to that, but it's oh so important. I think that's what's been the only real difference today. Both teams have adapted pretty well to the conditions, all things considered. Um, been really contested, been really tough footy at times, but Collingwood just in those key moments were able to just have that greater that greater skill level, that ability to just sort of break free quicker than what GWS have had. And I know you can only choose who's available. I know you can only play who's in front of you. But if someone, say like a Cora Staunton, who is in attendance today, had been uh, lining up a full forward for the Giants, you might think that this is a different sort of game. I think all that they've missed is just that focal point to rally around going forward, just that ability and has that ability to convert, which she absolutely has in spades. So, But, hey, it is what it is. You, you, can, only, this is, you can only play what you have and you can only adapt to what you have. But... I think they've done well, but just not enough to, to take the game to Collingwood as, as long as they should have. Yeah, it's been tough conditions here at Victoria Park. It's three-quarter time. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the final quarter of Collingwood versus GWS. Collingwood lead three goals, four, 22 to GWS, one goal, three, nine. RSN927 wants to send you to the Royal Melbourne Show. This year, the show celebrates 162 years of bringing the country to the city from September 21. There's heaps of new stuff, and it's even greater family value. We'll be giving away Royal Show family passes, ride cards, and general admission tickets, drawing winners three times a day. Get your name down on the entry page, and you could be at the all-new Royal Melbourne Show on us. Head to the competitions page at rsn.net.au. Throughout my cancer treatment, the daffodil was a symbol of hope for me, but it was research that saved my life. Every minute, every hour, every day, research is working to protect the ones you love. Thanks to research, I was able to survive cancer and start high school. The daffodil gave me hope. Research gave me high school. Give more than hope this Daffodil Day appeal. Donate today at daffodilday.com.au. The verdict. Every one of the jockeys has been adhered to the current practice of when you come back from concussion and there's a few little steps involved there. I even wondered, it, and this isn't casting aspersions, but when I saw Michael Walker riding so quickly as well, this is after a big fall. Should there be a mandatory timeout for jockeys? The verdict. 9 till 10 Monday morning. Part of Monday's Racing Pulse on RSN 927. 
Would you like a life by the beach? Make the sea change to Port Arlington Village. Just 200 metres from the water, just 400 metres from the golf club. It's quality beach living for the over 55s. Living in your own new home in the Port Arlington Township with a clubhouse, pool, gym and more. The best of the Bellarine right at your feet and Geelong just 30 minutes away. Don't leave it too late. Inspect the new homes now and see where beach life begins. See portarlingtonvillage.com.au RSN Carnival 2. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival 2, WARFradio.com and, of course, on the WARF Facebook page as well. We're live streaming on Facebook where you can see the action there and also hear the call. I'm Lucy Watkin and I'm joined by Katie Lambeski and James... Strebinoff. Strebinoff. <laughs> and we've got one more quarter here to go at Victoria Park. It's been raining on and off all afternoon and it's been just a downpour here in Melbourne where it is very, very cold. But one quarter to go where the, the Pies lead 3-4-22 to GWS 1-3-9. Match analyst Katie Lambeski, what do you hope to see in this fourth quarter? Well... Firstly, I just want to see a quick goal from the Giants to just set this up and set us up a particularly exciting finish, hopefully, hopefully. But I think... So I just, I'm just hoping for a, pretty, a close contest. However, I think it's important still for GWS just to continue on with their pressure and just to sort of not allow Collingwood any sort of momentum, try to halt them, try to watch that outside run. Um, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Collingwood just have been able to... As a line, I think as a defensive line, with as well as really held firm when they've needed to, as well they've actually put up a really tough fight that haven't given GWS any real chance to sort of uh, open up and get free. But yeah, I'm thinking Collingwood should see this home, but you know, in, in, a lot can change very quickly if GWS are able to get a get an early goal, and that might make things very interesting. Yeah, it will be good to see the rain just hold it for the last quarter, so we can have a bit more cleaner possession of the footy going seeing a lot of waterlogged players just coming off the ground now sun's coming out hopefully that can stay out goal kickers today chloe malloy jamie lambert and sarah dargan for the pies and brooke tully with the only goal for gws so far collingwood will be going towards the grandstand end of the ground with gws heading towards the River End, GWS now just running out to take their positions. I'll tell you what, if it can stay dry, I think that River End is worth two goals. Mm. So that'll make the game very interesting. That's if it stays dry. If it rains, then uh, I don't think GWS will have much hope. But that Riverway, that River End, I should say, has been the scoring end for this game. Most, of, I, I don't think there has been a goal kicked. Uh, I don't know, there's been one goal. I think Dargan kicked the goal Dargan, at that yeah, end. Yeah. But otherwise, all the goals have been at that river end way. So uh, I reckon that's a two-goal breeze, and that will make the contest very interesting. So getting us underway in the fourth quarter, James? So it's Alan gets the tap down on this occasion, but only as far as Malloy, who just gets the clearance now at half forward for Collingwood. On his knees there, that was... Nash, who couldn't get anything going, but it's a good tackle, and it goes to Eva. Eva got 
pushed down as the ball is on deck. Umpire will call a throw up here on centre wing broadcast side. JWS will need to get going fast if they want to snatch this game. There's still 20 minutes to play. As GWS look to go forward now. Pickup wasn't cleaned by Mackerel. As Leighton on hands and knees got it out. Tried to soccer off the deck on that time with Schmidt. She couldn't. But she brings her opponent down in a tackle. As the ball gets out here, there's Curly. She can kick it towards half forward. Alexander couldn't quite take the mark. As Schmidt picks it up, Gisu tries to apply the tackle. Couldn't do so. As a one-on-one contest, Alexander gets it up. Couldn't get Lagoya as the ball goes out of bounds. So throw in just at half forward for the Pies. I think if they get a goal here, it's almost out of reach for GWS early in this third quarter. Just a minute and a half gone. Hines with a big punch over the top onto the chest of Chiochi, who just dodges and weaves around the players, try to get the kick around the body, but Allen was there to cut it off. Hammond with a defensive handball to Stevenson. Steven was pushed off the kick. It was high up and under. Tully went for the mark. Couldn't bring it in. Mackerel, sorry, went for the mark there. Couldn't bring it in. Out of bounds, so we'll have the throw in. The umpire just shakes the ball to get a bit of water off it. Be a very waterlogged Sharon today as it heads into the sky. Allen, double hand tap down only as far as Striminoli. She got the ball into the path of Mackerel and she wrapped her up. So we'll have another ball up 60 metres from the Pies goal. Hines and Allen battling it out in the ruck. Hines got the tap through. Malloy tried to soccer it off the ground. Curly provided the, the shepherd for Striminoli. And Malloy has just been just absolutely knocked, knocked off the ball by Britt Tully there. But straight up she goes. How tough is that? Straight up and back into the stoppage. So, yeah, she signalled immediately, immediately to the trainers, I'm okay. She's just right back up and at it. She, she gets it here again. Look at her. She's got the ball. She just spins out of two opponents. How good is she? Hacks it forward to half forward. Lucky bounce. Didn't go out of bounds. It's just trickling outside of Collingwood's half forward. Ooh. And Oh, that was a dangerous tackle. Not called by the umpire. Schmidt tries to get rid of her opponent. She's dispossessed. Umpire says play on. It's Tully now with the kick forward. As the ball's trickling towards the wing. It stays in. Handball out. Looking for Ferguson. The fridge. He's real stepped up in the second half. Got a handball out. Curling gets wrapped up in a tackle. And right in front of us, it will be balled up on the wing. The game has just gone up a notch early in the last quarter as Allen taps it in to Heinz's hands as it goes forward, but only as far as Ferguson, who takes the intercept mark half back for the Pies. As she looks inboard, the kick wasn't great. This could be the Giants' chance. They just need a bit of clean possession. They don't get it. But here we go. Picked up and now goes to Mackerel. Goes forward here is something. Privatelli just needs to get it over the top. She couldn't quite get the ball. Shepard her opponent. 
but it's holding the man. It was illegal. He said the umpires, Livingston, has the ball on the halfback flank for the Pies. So Livingston just was held off the ball there by Privatelli, so she'll go up the line. Broadcast wing, Hines flew, tapped into the hands of Nash. She didn't get clean possession. Wrapped up was Alexander, but Hines got a clearing kick away for Ruja, overran it. Shevlin was clean, and she got the kick around the body. Gemma Lagoya picked it up on the bounce, just at half forward. Handball was chopped off by Stevenson. Stevenson's handball to Hammond put her under pressure. She was dispossessed. Allen was dispossessed. The ball's trickling around on the ground. Hammond got a kick forward. Hines was bumped off it by Mackerel. The kick high up and under. Just didn't, didn't go far enough for it to be a mark for curling. And it's just on the ground here on the broadcast wing. Hines was wrapped up by Britt Tully. We'll have a ball up. Attacking side of the wing for GW, for Collingwood, sorry. Malloy almost ran off the back of the stoppage, was dispossessed, wrapped up by Privatelli, and will be holding the ball. Great pressure from Privatelli. She didn't see that player, Privatelli, behind her. She Malloy thought she was, she was coming. So it's play on, goes up the line. Fowler dropped what she should have taken. Mackerel runs through. Will be holding the man. Free kick. It's going to be paid advantage. Kick not great. Chopped off by Livingston. That was just a situation where you had to be a bit more composed. She was and Livingston goes to Lambert, who has a little bit of space, time to gather. She does it in time. Chiochi on hands and knees back to Lambert. Kicks it out to Nash. Forward now. As they can go inboard here, the sleeves combine for Collingwood. As GWS on hands and knees try and get something going. They've got to get something going fast or time will be a factor if it not already is. It'll be thrown up just in the centre. What can GWS conjure up as Allen gets the tap? Eva couldn't get it, but Lambert pushed her off and got the ball. High up and under kick. Was it 15? Umpire says yes. Chiochi now can create something going forward. It's Lagoya who has space. Gisu is chasing her tail. Just corrals her a little bit as, as Lagoya had to go back. And now they can create something as the ball goes inside 50. Off the knees. Just trickling down on the carpet as Allen picks it up. Spilled mark there by Fowler. Gets pushed in the back. Umpire says play on. The fridge on hands and knees. Got it out. As the ball gets wrapped up half forward. And umpire calls a ball up. 60 metres out from Collingwood's goal. 10 minutes to go in the final quarter. As Hines has it, gets pushed out by Allen. Allen gets the ball, handballs it forward. Well done. But that was really good by Gawley. And it's holding the ball. Collingwood can go forward. It's Chiochi. She has a free player. She didn't know it was coming to her. She gets pushed out of it. She'll get the free kick. Shevlin. Shevlin from 50 metres out has the chance to seal the game. If she has the distance. 
Very smart by Chigiochi there to just to pick the ball up and play it quickly. 100%. Fantastic. Very composed. Yeah, fantastic presence of mind, just that experience coming through to it there. Had that ability just to sort of spot a player that was clear. Shevlin comes in. Very low kick to the top of the square. Off hands. Genoes gather the ball. Handball wasn't good, though, as it gets dished out. Can Collingwood seal the game here? As it gets kicked around the corner, top of the square. Is that Malloy? She flew. Ball trickles around. GWS trying to rebound here. They'll get it out. They've got time and space. Pick up the ball and it's out of bounds. And it'll be thrown in 15 metres out. So a lot of hustle there inside 50 from the Giants is trying to keep Collingwood at bay as they lock it inside forward 50. Just in the forward pocket now for Collingwood. Throw it in. Very mismatched ruck com- um, there with Allen getting it down to Ferruja, who got it to Mackerel, who got it to Parker, who got a neat kick out wide to Privitali. Privitali dropped the mark and really just finessed it over the boundary line, and she's been given the benefit of the doubt here. Gawley was very hesitant to give up the ball there to the boundary umpire. But we'll have a throw-in on the broadcast wing. Ten minutes gone in this last quarter. Ball in. Hines. Allen. Allen. Tap down through the legs of Parker. Hicks came through to try and soccer it off the ground. Didn't get much mileage off it. But Gourlay tried to get the handball to Casey. Casey dropped it. And in came the Giants. Hicks and Parker fight for it at ground level. Just a little toe poke from Eva, who keeps her feet around the contest. Lambert, the diving handball out to Hines was good, and Hines got a kick towards the centre into the hands of Nielsen. Nielsen just smashes it on the boot towards half forward. Butler and Livingston combined at half back, and Livingston just gets the handball anywhere. And goes to Eva. Eva couldn't get clean possession, tried to tap it forward, but just took a fresh air swipe at the ball, and it's all locked up. Just on the edge of the square. Vacant 50 for the Giants. So Giants really looking to set up behind the ball here, just on the edge of the square. Really important contribution there from Gawley. She doesn't make an impact on that contest. The Giants have a, an opportunity to just get it a quick inside 50 opportunity from there. The ever-reliable Stacey Livingston as well there, holding her nerve and just trying to get possession for her side too. That's the difference. Collingwood have just been able to see off the danger whenever they've needed to. Gawley has been... Uh, a fantastic contributor in that sense for the Pies. So Nielsen and Fowler then in the ruck. The ball just hit the ground. No one was able to get clean possession. Chiochi was wrapped up. She handballs it straight to the umpire and we have a throw in. Exact same spot on the edge of the square at half forward for the GWS Giants. Lambert came through, thought she was taken high, played for the free kick a little bit. Parker got the handball away. Casey just had to soccer it, try to soccer it forward. Ingrid Nielsen, she almost had possession, but she was held. Nash got a handball forward into the path of Todd of GWS Parker. She was dispossessed. Livingston came in to help. So did Stevenson, but it's wrapped up again. Center wing broadcast side of the ground. We'll have another ball up. Time starting to go against the Giants. I'll have to do something fast. It's picked up there by Mackerel. Got the kick forward. It was Tully actually on that occasion. It'll be wrapped up. 70 metres out from Giants' goal. 
time becoming a factor. Nielsen in the ruck got the hands. Lambert didn't really have much of it. Parker picks it up. Can they go forward now? Clean possession. Wasn't there. Picked up there by Todd. She's on hands and knees now. Trickles it out. Curling with the kick away. It goes to Alexander. She has a running goalie if she wanted her, but she didn't. She lost possession of the ball. She gets it back now. Couldn't get clean possession as they hack it forward. The fridge just goes as far as she can. It's Tully. She's played a good game. She goes long. But Livingston, who always seems to be at the last line of defence, marks it. Plays on by touching the ground. Wet weather style bouncing. Goes towards the fridge who couldn't intercept. Malloy, little grubber. She's there. And goes to Nat Butler with the hands out. On hands and knees with Schmidt and it gets wrapped up and it'll be a ball up in the centre. So we're just gone about 13 minutes in this last quarter. Collingwood lead 3-4-22. The Giants 1-3-9. No score so far in this fourth quarter. Stayed dry this quarter as well as the umpire calls for another ball up in the centre of the ground. This Collingwood player just slow getting up off the ground. It's just... Shimanoli as Nielsen just taps it over the top. Parker then got a tap forward towards Privitali. Privitali wrapped up Lauren Butler. We'll have another ball up in the centre of the ground. Fowler versus Nielsen. Nielsen got a big slap forward. Privitali diving on the ball. Couldn't get clean possession. Casey ran over it. Kicking the ball off the ground forward was Sharon. Sharon it was cut off from her and Casey will get the mark. Eve's appealing that she dropped it. But Casey just on the half back for Collingwood is looking at her options. GWS starting to press. Inboard. Cut off by Louise Stevenson of the Giants. Her handball was just up in the air, didn't gain much territory. On the ground is Michaela Can for the pies, and it's just gonna be another ball up. Then a wing at broadcast side. GWS playing very man-on-man now, the pressure game. They don't want Collingwood to get any inch as they start trying to win the ball. Chiochi now got it out to 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 Strammer. (laughs) I'm just going to call her Strammer. Penny Cooler reads that her name was too hard to pronounce. They were calling her Strammer. There's a ball up now. I think... Time is going to run out before the Giants can make a run home as Nielsen just tried to get it forward, missed the boot. It's a throw and it'll be a free kick to the Giants. This is the last roll of the dice, you'd think. As they go forward to the top of the 50, picked up there by Hicks. And here we go. This could be the moment. And as we've said all afternoon, execution hasn't been great as Sheeran. Just tumbles it. Fantastic movement there from Hicks to open up that space. Really, really clean hands. And that that was what they've been missing for a lot of this time. Just that ability to get clear. That, that one moment that can open up a forward move for them just hasn't just has fallen short above that each time. Yeah, they're looking to attack. They just need a bit of reward for effort. The effort cannot be faulted. 
As there's a ball up 35 metres out for GWS's goal. Can this be the moment? Ball just bouncing away. Nielsen picks it up, gets dispossessed. And now it's out to Mackerel, to Eva. A nice little kick. Will it get into the hands? Was she taken out of the marking contest? I thought she was. Umpire says no. She's wrapped up and the ball, I think, goes out of bounds. And there's a boundary throw in 15 metres out from the Giants' goal. Fair play. That was a cracking contest. Mm. That willingness to just not allow anything. You have to think the pies at home, and they, but they're not allowing themselves to think that. They were just able to close off that move there. Fantastic contest. So throw in just in front of the GWS goal. Hicks tried to get the handball over her shoulder. Couldn't get clear possession. It was the Giants and Sharon. The umpires come in quickly and said, I'll ball it up. So there's only three minutes to go in this quarter. Three goals, three minutes. Could be possible. Hicks, defensive handball out the back, looking for Halverson. Halverson kick was smothered. Eva extracts it from the contest, high up and under kick towards goal. No mark taken. Hicks applies the pressure, trying to get around was Parker. Her handball only as far as Caitlin Lee of Collingwood, and she's been just run over the boundary line by Amy Schmidt of the Giants. So we'll have another boundary throw in. It's Clock ticks down on the Giants. Two minutes to go in this last quarter. They still trail the Pies. So ball in. Ball hits the ground. Coming through is Sharon. She tries to get a kick off the ground. Eva, she was held back from the contest by Malloy. Malloy just had the ball slip from her grasp over the boundary line and we'll have another throw in just under two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So yes, time certainly ruling GWS out of this game, you would think. I do believe in miracles, but it's a bit of a fast <laughs> stretch, you would imagine. As the ball get bounced in. It's Mackerel who tries to get to get a p- clean pick up. She's still battling away. She's been battling all game. Umpire will throw it up, 50 out from the Giants' goal. Just over a minute remaining in this contest. He's been tight, not as tight as we'd like it. It's been good. As the Giants have the ball, Mackerel, 35 metres out from goal, umpire will call another stoppage. There's Nielsen in the ruck against Fowler. Fowler got the tap and it was a good one. As Collingwood can just get away here. Second effort was good by Hales. As she's wrapped up in a tackle and the umpire will call mine. And that will just about do us. 30 seconds remaining in this game. Collingwood will get a well hard-earned victory. As Nielsen with the tap. GWS Eva. On hands and knees, gets wrapped up. It'll be thrown up. Ten seconds remaining. It'll be a good win for Collingwood. Give him momentum for next week. As they look to get to sell up top spot. Malloy hacks it away. Picked up there by Hicks. And the siren goes. Collingwood win this one. Collingwood evictors 3-4-22.
GWS 139. Goal kickers for the day, Chloe Malloy, Jamie Lambert and Sarah Dargan all had singles for the pie and Britt Tully was the only goal scorer for GWS. A wet and cold, a bit of a miserable day out here at Victoria Park, but a great game of football nonetheless. Katie Lambeski. A tough, a tough, tough game for both sides. You can guarantee there's going to be some sore bodies in the morning after this one. Both sides really didn't give it an inch to each other. They were, it was quite physical. They cracked in really well, but it was also an ability to... I think to, Collingwood's ability to just sort of get clear, to able to use that... To just use the ball far better than that execution was just far better at the end of the day than Collingwood. I think than GWS. So I think we're seeing a generational talent in Chloe Malloy uh, come through, come through the ranks, and it's quite special to see. She was so pivotal today, scoring a goal, setting up another two, and an, an outstanding player. There's no real words to describe her at this point. But again, you have those those second tier of players doing a job for Collingwood as well. Nikki Hales, uh, Alexander. Um, as well, really just able to hold the Georgia Gole as well, I have to add in that just that ability to, to hold firm in defence when they've been called on to do that really didn't give an inch, especially in that last quarter, Collingwood were able to just sort of soak any pressure that was thrown at them but uh, it's a well-deserved win and something that they can um, they can take a bit of momentum in that winning form is good form and they'll take that into next week Yeah, and I don't want to alarm anyone but Chloe Malloy was looking a bit ginger as she was walking away from the GWS Giants She's there. been holding her the left side of her hip. So she's still a bit ginger walking on the ground here, walking towards the room. So hopefully nothing too bad. Hopefully nothing like the injury that kept her out of all of the last AFLW season. Good to see she's posing for photos with some fans now, Chloe Malloy. But it was a very tough contest today here at Victoria Park uh, Collingwood coming away. The winners over the GWS Giants. The score ended up being 3-4-22 to GWS 1-3-9. So GWS cannot finish the Invitational Series undefeated, but I feel like the win was almost more important for Collingwood to keep that momentum going towards the final series in the VW, VFLW. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think it just, mean, it just means more. It just means that they have they'll have bigger fish to fry no doubt about it GWS will take some important lessons uh, from this uh, from this period I think Jess Allen I think particularly was a really good um, a really good contributor today and I hope she gets another crack at AFLW level be with the Giants or someone else but oh no she's on the Giants list to uh, Jess Allen Jess Allen very good very good news for them but Again, I'm saying like, I just think it's going to still be a battle for them to match up with the sides like Collingwood, to match up with AFLW sides who are just far more ahead of the development curve than they are. I think they've recruited very smartly, the Giants, but it's just been, again, there's only so much you can do with that, you know, but Collingwood are a machine and they've continued on with their good form throughout all this season and they're looking, they're looking really, really primed to go all the way. Yeah, and it was good to see a good result as well for Steve Simmons, the Collingwood AFLW coach, taking over the first time today in this invitational game. Get a win. Penny Cooler-Reed would be very pleased with the decision to hand over the reins, James. Well, yeah, I'd I'd hand over the reins (laughs) to anyone that has a 100% record. (laughs) Yeah, he got the win today, and they they didn't really play any differently to what they have been all season. Their leaders stepped up. It's always Chochi, Malloy, Lambert. Uh, and a few of the others in there, Hines, Leighton, 
same players every week stepping up, and that's why they've had such a good season. Yeah, they have. They've always had the players that you know will step up at all stages of the game under all kinds of pressure. But just looking at the fixture now, you know, uh, Collingwood, they have a t- few tough games coming up. And as we've said, they're coming off a few very, very close yep. results. Only beat Richmond by the one point two weeks ago and Carlton came very, very close um, yep. last week. They've got Essendon here at Victoria Park next Saturday. And then they have the Hawks at Box Hill City Oval in the last round. You would think that they'll win the game next week, but the game against Hawthorne could be a bit of a battle. I think it's a bit of a mockbuster, isn't it? Mm, I think yeah. both sides are pretty comfortable with where they're going to be heading into finals in terms of ladder position. But I think, yeah, Collingwood should get it done over Essendon next week, which does set that one up. But I wonder just how the preparations go for that one. Is it sort of a bit of uh, smoke and mirrors a little bit? Do you try to keep things hidden? Do you try a few certain different things to uh, to catch you off the other side off guard? It, it's, it sets up. It's kind of interesting, but um, yes, yeah, I think it's something that you might see something like that in finals as well. You might see those teams go at it again. I think the, the best is yet to come. Yeah, definitely. So a few tough games in the draw for Collingwood as they head towards the final series. But we're lucky enough now to be joined by GWS player Tanya Hetherington, who looks look very, very cold in the short sleeves and shorts right now. Tanya, how was it out there? It was tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm obviously a Melbourneian, so you think I'd be used to this, but... Like days like today when it's just not consistent, so the rain just pours down for 10 minutes and then it stops and it's just very hard to get used to, get warmed up. But, yeah, I mean, I've played in conditions like that before. (laughs) Not so much the other girls from Sydney, but, yeah, yeah, it was tough. So what have you taken out now from the five games here with the Invitational Series? Yeah, well, it's been a really good um, thing, especially for the girls in Sydney because the competition's not as strong as it is in, in the VFL. So to come down, it's a really good opportunity for those girls to play against, you know, like Richmond and, and teams like that to get a bit of experience. Um, so it's been really a really good uh, opportunity as well. Like we've got a lot of girls that we'll, we will be looking at to draft from, our, from the VFL experience. So we definitely take a lot out of it and hopefully we'll see if we can progress it next year whatever that looks like I think it's been a really worthwhile experience and what's the main message from Roger when you're playing these games what does he kind of say to get you up and about and what does he try to achieve and what you guys try to achieve out of these games yeah so we we try not to focus on the opposition so we just try and focus on us and, and the things that we want to improve in you know in a bit of AFLW sense you know that we can take into that but also just to get girls you know used to playing um, together, like we've, you know, even though we're, at, I guess, an AFLW side, we're kind of inexperienced as well because we've got a lot of girls who've never played together or played in this kind of environment. So we tend to just focus on, you know, if it's contested ball or just, you know, looking for the switch, just really basic things, just to try and improve on every week, and we would just take something into the next game. So yeah, Roger's been really clear to focus on us and not really the opposition. Have you enjoyed getting a run in the middle of the year as well with your GWS teammates and not having to come back to the V? Or yeah, not so much having to come back, but staying in that environment with the Giants. Yeah, it's been that's the thing we probably noticed I guess with like the Adelaide's last year getting to play as NT Thunder playing a whole season they probably get a leg up I guess on on other teams so uh, for us that's been probably the best part that we can stay together and then and, and girls are getting that continuity heading into AFLW. Perfect, thanks so much Tanya. <laughs> no worries, thanks guys. And enjoy the flyback to Thank Sydney. You. Yeah, that's... Tanya Hetherington there with us on WARF Radio very very kind of her to give up a little bit of her time as she runs back down to the rooms to join her teammates. Um, Ex-Diamond Creek player, obviously, Tanya, now a great servant of the GWS Giants. 
It's been... As they hurry down the tunnel along with Miss Helen, very generous with her time. (laughs) So very generous there from from Tanya. And really great to hear that insight as well, you know, what they want to achieve and how it it has helped their football and how they will feel going into the next AFLW season. Yeah, I think... All, all in all, this has been a pretty worthwhile time for them. Getting to play games such as this one against some of the best uh, teams in Victoria, it, it can only it can only be a positive for you. It's but again, it's 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 what you make of it. It's what you you do with it going forward. What lessons and what things you put in place to capitalise for those lessons that you've taken there. So I think it's an exciting time for them, but it's uh, the the work needs to continue. Yes, that is very true. So that's the final game of the Invitational Series here for the GWS Giants. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep the unbeaten streak going. They've been beaten by Collingwood here today at Victoria Park, 3-4-24 to 1-3-9 in very, very wet, windy and cold conditions here in Collingwood. We're going to wrap up very soon. So thank you so much for joining us. Katie is the match analyst. Good to be back with you once again, Lucy, and look forward to the rest of the season. Me too. Finals, obviously, coming up here in the VFLW season. And thank you so much for joining us today, James, as well. Good to be once again. Good to meet you. And, uh, yeah, a very cold day at Big Park. (laughs) (laughs) We've survived, everyone. We survived the wind, the wet, the wild weather. And that will be it from us today. Join us next week on WARF Radio and on RSN Carnival 2 for two games on the VFLW Match of the Day coverage. Keep us, keep following us on social media to find out what games we will be covering. And until then, thanks for listening. The VFL Women's Match of the Day is a volunteer production by Women's Australian Rules Football Radio for RSN 927's digital channel, Carnival 2. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres.